Yeah. It's been a week. It has definitely been a week. Chris, on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 podcast is over. 10, you literally did 20 backflips. How and how excited and anticipating of this podcast episode have you been? Uh, let's go wherever short of doing a flip would be. Oh, right, we'll say nine and a half. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Me too. Me too. I cannot wait. There, are, there, the, yeah, yeah. I'm anxious. I'm, I'm just, I, not even fucking banner. Let's, let's roll into weeks. Chris, let's do it this way. You want to do an intro? Um, um, Hello, everyone, and welcome to the end of time. I'm Michael. I'm Chris. I'm sorry. that Look, that 9.5 excitement is on my end, too, and I'm forgetting everything. You're at like a 15. That's totally fine. That's usually where I'm at anyway. Um, uh, any well actuallys from last week? I think there was a couple things we said, were, or even I said I was going to research. I don't think I did. Uh, so. I don't remember what they are, so I think we covered most of it in the thing. Totally fine. Um, any particular news you want to roll? In, you want to get into? Uh, I did notice that, uh, and I haven't read into it again, but there's a another tournament of some sort for uh, PUBG going oh, on yeah. soon. Hmm. So I'll probably take a look at that and see how it's formatted um, because it's a team format. So I'm curious how they're doing it. If it's you know the teams of four, that's standard which I imagine it is, or if they did something special. What's your what's your barometer on PUBG right now? Because I'm, I'm getting this, without having played either one, mm-hmm. I'm getting this from media and word-of-mouth impression that Fortnite is kind of taking over PUBG. It has. Yeah. yeah. At least yeah. for the main, like, Twitch and news and everything else I've seen. Yeah. Fortnite's ahead. Have you played either one of these two? I have not. Neither have I. I'm interested to know what uh, what battle royale experience people are getting from Fortnite that they don't get from PUBG, or vice versa. Whatever things, either way, it's a good thing for the audience with this game being what it is right now. Uh, if you out there play either one of these games or have played both, I'd love to know what the differences are. I mean, right off the top, the fact that Fortnite is free. And PUBG yeah. is not. That's a big thing. I think that's PUBG. helped a lot. No. Um, Fortnite is, I, I think, a little bit more accessible than PUBG. Yeah. Not cost particular, but as far as uh, it's easier to get into. No. Uh, it's not as brutal as PUBG can be, yeah. uh, at least at the entry level. Um, yeah. Top level play is still pretty brutal. Uh, you can build, so you have this completely different mechanic in the game where you're building your defenses as you need them, um, and the enemy's destroying them oftentimes as quick as you can build them. So it's a very, very back and forth, this little dance, if you will, um, and encounters. I feel that, again, without having played either one, I feel that if it's more involved, other than just scrounging and hiding for... Mm-hmm upwards of 30 minutes, 10 minutes, 15, whatever. The more engagement that a game like that has, the better. Yeah. It's interesting, like I said, and I I don't follow it religiously. I don't check news every day, but just just my perusing of social media stuff and tweets and what little bit of news coverage I get across podcasts or whatever, it just seems like it was 
the, the world was roaring PUBG for months on end, and now I see a few people talking about it, but I hear fucking everybody and their mother talking about Fortnite. Yeah, it's been it's been an interesting uh, life cycle so far for Fortnite because when it first came out, there was a lot of hate and discontent because they're like, oh, it's a clone. You know, this isn't even part of their game. Because Fortnite is a completely different game. The Battle Royale is an add-on to it that is free or something like that. Um, So when they added that mode, people were like, oh, they're just trying to get in on the, you know, Battle Royale audience, uh, you know, leech off uh, PUBG's fame, so to speak. Which so many are are doing now and are going to do. I mean, that's the hot new thing is Battle Royale as a genre, you know. And there's been a couple more pop-up that I've seen people trying uh, one that's big in China, um, though I believe PUBG took off there as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, recently, it's been interesting. But then, uh, aside from the clone thing, when people started playing Fortnite at first, there was a lot of people saying like, "Oh, this is PUBG for babies" or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. basically saying it's a lesser skilled version. Yeah. Uh, because of the other mechanics, I guess, and because of just the overall gameplay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now, like I said, seems to be much more popular in PUBG. Even man, people that were... Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, man, you can't you can't knock accessibility anymore. Like, mm-hmm. that's just not... <laughs> Look at Overwatch. I don't, I don't know if Overwatch ever had an unpopular time in its life, but that just fucking caught on. That took off. I, I don't I don't feel that the world as a massive whole knows what like maybe Team Fortress Two is mm-hmm. like they may have heard things but if you were to compare the first person aspect of say Call of Duty if you put Call of Duty against Team Fortress two different gameplays yeah you know but but everybody knows Call of Duty because yep. it is so accessible. Well, Overwatch came along and said, yeah, we just do what Team Fortress did, but way fucking more involved and way better. And they're like, ah, it's too accessible. Shit. Look out. Look, look what it did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, that's good. I'm, I'm interested to see where it goes. And we're, we're going to see many, many more. We're going to see many more of the of this genre as a whole. Yeah. And we're going to see a lot of games pick it up. It's, it's just going to happen. It is what it is. Um, I'm trying to think on my end too. Any <laughs> other news bits? I really don't. I really don't think there were. There were a couple things here and there, but nothing that, that nothing that nothing that really caught my attention. I've I've actually for this week and really started kind of mid last week, uh, in anticipation of both god of war and definitely now with uh infinity war coming out i've been kind of internet dark as much as i can right i know when god of war came out like a week before god of war if i saw kratos's picture or i saw god oh i just scrolled or closed (laughs) or moved on it could have been something like a fucking advertisement it could have been just a people are saying this game is good i was like nope yeah. And I'm having to do it twice as much now with Infinity War. There's already reviews out for this thing. There's spoiler mm-hmm. reviews out for it. People are posting pictures all over the place and talking about it. And I'm like, nope, nope, nope. 
uh, the, my wife and I are going to go see that this Saturday. So we are two days away from watching that movie, and I cannot wait. Yeah, I was on uh, Nine Gag last night, just looking. I haven't been on there in a while, but mm-hmm. I was looking through it, and uh, I saw a couple of potential spoilers. But I don't yeah. know if they were, you know, oh ha ha ha, you know, this is a basically false spoiler, or if it was a legitimate one. So I'm like, whatever, I'm done. I guess. Yeah. Either way. Yep. I'm just gonna. I'm doing as best, and I've luckily I've only got a couple days left to to deal with it. Uh, yeah. And I haven't had a whole lot of necessity to go online anyway. But when I have been, it's I've been fucking noping and closing left and right. Uh, I, I, I don't think there was anything groundbreaking news wise on my end. So, um, tell you how we'll do this, Chris. All right. Let's have some D and D talk and critical role at the beginning. We'll roll into our weeks, but we're gonna leave out our topic. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> We're just gonna spend the next the last full seven hours talking about the topic. Sure. Um so for those that are that are that if this is your first episode, welcome. <laughs> hey, welcome to the show. But uh Chris uh DMs a Dungeons and Dragons campaign. Uh as of this episode, it's v- it's very new. We're only like four or five sessions in. Mm-hmm. And I am a playing I am playing a character in his campaign and also simultaneously uh, we both watch uh, Critical Role, which is an RPG. Uh, get, might as well say it's a it's a Twitch show as well. I think they they live stream it on Twitch, Later. and then they upload the videos to multiple places, mainly YouTube. That's where you're gonna find them. Yeah. Uh, they currently have two campaigns. They've had campaign one. It's already started and finished. There's about 114 total episodes in that. If you don't count all the one offs and the battle royales and all that, and they are in campaign two. As of this episode right now, Chris is all the way through and he's caught up and he's watching it as they drop. I believe they drop every Thursday. And I am, as of th- as of this episode, I am on 107 for the episodes. <laughs> I'm about like an hour into the f- to 107. Uh, you know, things, I, are, things I, are heating up. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I thought you'd be done, but then once uh, a oh, certain oh, game oh. hit, I was mm-hmm. like, eh, it's, yeah. Yeah, and that didn't hit me until I was started... I'm trying to remember for 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 Ocarina, not Ocarina of Time for <laughs> Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. I did several occasions. Uh, I think after the first like twenty thirty hours of Breath of the Wild, I played the game with nothing else around, just taking in the ambiance, the music, the visual, but mainly the music because that's where that's where this is going to get to. The sound effects, the music, the voice acting, all that. I took it in after a while. And again, this is totally not a discredited Breath of the Wild, but after I've been in the overworld and heard the same music and the same low-key tones and whatnot for 30 hours, I'm like, I'm the good. I think I've experienced what I need to with the music. So Mm -hmm. I I would start playing YouTube videos or doing my normal thing of having two screens, one where I'm playing a game and another screen where I'm watching some YouTube video, an entire channel or whatever. Uh, there's been a few other games where I've done that. Like, I'll get into a game, and eventually when I feel like I've either heard enough or I'm comfortable with even, like, maybe turning the game volume down to, like, 10 or 20 and playing something else. Uh, with the with the game that we're talking about today, nope. I, I looked at... I have had... I had episodes of Critical Role, like, on pause on the other screen just sitting there. I'm like, I can't. I'm sorry. I cannot. There is too much shit to ingest, and I am... A hundred percent focused. Every now and again, now that I'm so far into the game, I I may do like five or ten minute snippets, but yeah. nah, nah. 
But I'm 107 episodes into it. I'm getting close to the end of campaign one. Um, I, I I'm still enjoying it. It's 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 definitely heating up now. Now that the uh, um, spoiler warning for Critical Role, by the way, uh, just pre-spoiler. It's a damn good show. If you have any any interest in RPGs, uh, tabletop RPGs or Dungeons and Dragons, and you would love to just see what it's like, uh. Go check out Critical Role. I think by if you can if you can make it through episode one and you're interested, you're gonna get that all the way through. It's just better quality over time, yeah. better better stories. It all unfolds. Spoiler warning for Critical Role. Uh, I'm enjoying it. I like where the story is is going. I, I can now see where it's wrapping up. There's a big epic battle. I can. It has taken them. Uh, and it, correct me if I'm wrong, Chris. Mm-hmm. But so where I am, roughly, uh, I'd say about four or five episodes ago, they said, "Fuck it." We're going down into the area, and we're gonna fight. What's her name? And then Vecna got summoned. He came back and bitch whipped the whole party, mm-hmm. and they left. They ran, and I, I'm if I'm not mistaken, I think that's the first time in a hundred something episodes they ever ran from battle. Um, I remember they've had some pretty close battles, but I don't think they've ever ran. I think they attempted to. I think maybe the underwater battle they may have tried to. Well, that one, I I wouldn't say that one they ran from because they were intentionally trying not to kill the thing. Yeah. So it wasn't really running away. It was just kind of trying to accomplish the thing while not killing it, but keeping everybody alive and stuff. Maybe. Um, I think there was something about 20 or 30 episodes in where they were in, they were basically underground mm -hmm. and they fought in this temple that somebody dropped the roof and there was lava coming in. But I wouldn't count that either if lava was a factor. This, this was, they went, they said, they they fucking put guns up and said, we're going, we're going down there and we're kicking ass. And the enemy just lightly bitch slapped him and said, no. mm -hmm. And they went, oh, fuck, and left. There was a there were a few party members that were already passed out. Uh, fucking Vax was was dusted, yeah. like uh, incinerated. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they're doing the they're doing the what what we in the in the gaming world know as the fucking the the god weapon roundup, where they're <laughs> going around. They're basically going around and leveling up. I mean, they're getting they're getting shit yeah. to help them. They're outlying forces, and they're going to take out the big enemy. And, uh, yeah. Now, I want to talk for a minute about just not not really a complaint, just something that didn't really, I guess it just didn't click with me, and it's kind of been bugging me since it happened. Okay. So, in the campaign, Scanlan left. Yeah. He had this, he had this outburst. He, there was a big dramatic scene, and he left. Immediately in the next episode, we got a brand new character, which was cool. Took a minute for the party to warm up to him, but they warmed up to him, and even I warmed up to him a little bit. He went and had his own thing. There was He had his own little arc and everything. He came back. Scanlan was there. They did a couple things together, and then this guy left, and Scanlan's back. Mm-hmm. I just don't know how I feel about it. I don't. I don't feel like it was necessary. That's not even a word to say it. I mean, may, maybe, maybe he just wanted to play two characters. Maybe he didn't like the way Scanlan was going. He wanted to try somebody else. I thought the whole Scanlan and uh, oh shit, I forgot his name now. The um, the other character that he created. 
I thought this was all a big ruse. I thought this was going to be a gigantic joke on the party. Like, ah, it was actually me the whole time. Mm-hmm. No, it was not. I thought it was going to be something where they knew each Like, I thought there was going to be some big reveal. But there wasn't. Like, Scanlan left, new guy showed up. They did a couple things for a couple episodes. New guy left, Scanlan's now back. And even when Scanlan was, when he came back, the the air around him being back was so odd for a while because, like, nobody wanted to talk to him. And, of course, I'm talking about the characters in the game. Right. Like, uh, he would be in the area and Pike would walk off and Grog would walk off. And there was a time when Scanlan went to, like, he, 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 he tells one character, look, I am sorry. I know I was a dick. I know I was an asshole. I shouldn't have done that. And then when he went to go talk to Pike, like their conversation was kind of up and down. When he went to talk to Grog, Grog was like, "I say nothing, I leave." And Scanlan was like, "Well, fine, I'll let him leave." I'm like, "Dude, well, you just you told one guy that you were really you told one of the, your party members that you were really upset. You shouldn't have done that. You were kind of a dick, and you're sorry." Grog apparently, per the story, was was one of your best friends. Mm-hmm. And then he walks, and you didn't stop him. You did. It was it was just all kind of weird for a while. And then over the course of time and story and different episodes and battles, he he he's back in. But it's. I don't know. It just never felt like an official, like, oh, it's good to have you back. It's it's more like he just kept playing the character and he was he was back. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think. I'm not sure exactly which part you're at, but I think it might improve. Yeah, it may. Uh, I was I was kind of hoping that Scanlan had his own arc, mm-hmm. but and I mean maybe he will. Again, I'm only on 107. There's there's I still got this episode and six more to go. So who knows. But I don't think that's going to happen because they are literally rounding up shit to fight the fi- to to quote unquote fight the final boss. Mm-hmm. So it, it it didn't it didn't horribly take me away from the campaign. It didn't drive me away. No shit like that. It was just I don't know. Just looking at it from above, going okay. So he left. A new guy showed up. Scanlan came back. New guy left. Dispatched Scanlan. What was the point of the new guy anyway? I don't know. Um. Yeah, I'm not sure, you know, overall why um, he had Scanlan leave like that. Um, Actually, I think they do cover in one of the post-campaign episode things. I I think... I have to check those out. uh, Well, once you're done. (laughs) Yeah. Because it covers everything. I think... Of course. I think what he said was he intended it to be a short thing, like a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. But then all these things happened, you know. Yeah. Matt happened essentially, yeah. And that whole arc with that character started, and yeah. it took him that long to resolve it. And then yep. that's why he Matt, didn't come back sooner. Matt fast forward an entire year. Yeah, like uh, it seemed like in this in the campaign with the characters themselves, they like maybe a week or two. He just fast forwarded the whole story for a year. So yeah, in that in that sense, Scanlan really couldn't come back unless he came back in the middle of all that and then just just fucking paper washed what happened. Mm-hmm. So it, it it is what it is. It, it's good to have Scanlan back. The first time he sang a song and and did some fucking something to do with shit and and everybody was like, oh, he's back. I'm like, <laughs> all right, okay, it's cool. It's good to have you back, man. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. Still liking it. Following through. 
I'm I, I've been pausing. I've been taking away all of the the one shots, the battle royales, the all the extra stuff. And apparently, there's a podcast for this for this show too. So there's a lot of extra content stuff to watch after the fact. Right now, I'm just muscling my way through the campaign so I can get to two and make my way through it to catch up. I guess you'd say. Yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm still caught up on campaign two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I typically watch it Friday mornings because it comes on so late Thursday nights because they're uh, West Coast. Right. So it's they don't even start until like 10 my time, I think. Yeah. Uh, so I just catch it the next morning on Twitch uh, VODs. And it's it's certainly interesting. It You know, campaigns start off slow. So at the beginning, I'm like, all right, I know this is going to get better. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's even with them doing some of the stuff off screen. Um, yeah. They started at level two, I believe, on what oh, they wow. aired. They started level right. one outside of that and then had like individual sessions or group sessions based on, you know, which characters knew each other or whatever, or how they met. And then those groups met up and that's the formation of the group. Yeah. Uh, and, but that gave them, you know, the ability to start at two and they went to three pretty quick. Uh, I don't know if I told you this. But I had mentioned that they're using experience-based instead of milestone-based in Critical Role. Um, But in Campaign 2, they're absolutely using milestone uh, leveling. Because they're doing their leveling on air now. You know, given given Matt's way of making these campaigns, I totally see that being a viable thing. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, even when you're watching a show, it feels like event to thing, event to thing, event to thing. So, yeah. Yeah, it really, the milestone thing really only works out uh, if you're running a campaign like Matt does, where he's got all these things prepared ahead of time, and he has a, I won't say no shit, you know, plan, but he has a fairly firm idea of what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he'll adjust, of course, based on what the party does, but right. he has a plan. Um, yeah. And even in this campaign, too, it involves characters' backstories and all that. And I think as good of a job he did in campaign one with involving backstories, I think campaign two is going to be even better because oh, I think wow. he's bi- building it kind of more ingrained into it. So you won't have... I'm not going to say you won't have character-specific arcs, but they're now more relevant to the other characters, if that makes right. sense. Yeah, yeah. Because um, if, if this is what he was going for from the beginning, I, I've, I've, without being a DM, mind you, just mm-hmm. talking outside of my house, I feel like it may be more difficult for somebody to incorporate every character's individual arcs without them just feeling like individual episodes. Right. Whereas if you thoroughly involve them like you have them you know sheets and sheets of information you can build worlds around them that way it's not just oh yeah by the way guys while we're in this thing eating breakfast you know there was this thing i was doing before i got here i'd love to go do that let's go do that and they go do that and that's the end that's way different than you know every town you go to you have some type of either small medium or large interaction with something yeah you know, you know something, you know someone, or there is an event that happened in this town, or this is some 
if this is something that is ongoing in this town that involves you. Yeah, if yeah. you if you refer back to campaign one and think about how, you know, we talked about before they often had lists of things they could go do. And yeah. one of those was frequently the Ashari stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was kind of, okay, we need to go do this. Whereas yeah. campaign two is more sure they have stuff they want to do, but things from their lives, you know, before the campaign started are happening already. Right. Um, you know, this character right. is introduced and it's like, oh, I know you, you know, one of the player characters and this is related to their backstory, their way ahead and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it feels much more natural. Um, not that the, not that campaign one is bad, you know, as far as it goes by any means. Um, yeah. It's very well done with how it's incorporated. Um, still talking spoilers here, but how the fire Ashari ended up being the location, you know, that ultimately a dragon came out of. That was yeah. vital to the story. Um, mm-hmm. And I think the, I'm trying to think of what the water was. I think that was information they were looking for. They had some information on the uh, vest- vestiges yeah, or something like that. So mm-hmm. it, it ties in, but not as fluid as campaign two seems to be doing it so far. Yeah. Um, and I hope it continues in campaign two. You know, I, I absolutely wouldn't mind if it was like campaign one again, but yeah. if it's even better, <laughs> it's even better, you know? How how are you feeling? And I understand there's only like 14 or so episodes of two mm-hmm. so far. How are you feeling both? Well, I guess you just we got your idea for the story, but the characters and the feeling and the characters of campaign two compared to campaign one. Um, It's it's a new introduction of characters. So mm-hmm. it's like, OK, I. I don't like this about this character, but I like this about that character. And, you know, it's been it's still an ongoing learning process of learning the character's personality, what their goals are, what their motivations are, uh, Mm -hmm. because there's, I think, two episodes ago. uh, So probably around 11 or 12, there was a character reveal thing amongst the party. That, you know, one character admitted something to the rest of the group and mm. it was unexpected and it, it wasn't, it was very good. I'll say that. Um, yeah. It wasn't expected and I didn't have an issue with either character before, but this reveal added so much more depth to them. It's like, oh, well, now if I think back to everything that's happened and look at it from that perspective, it's it's a whole different way of looking at the dynamic. The dynamic is now totally different. And moving forward, that information goes into, you know, my thoughts about the characters. I'm like, okay, yeah. well, they're like this because of this. So as they reveal more information about themselves, whether that's to the audience uh, individually or to each other as a party, it's, it's still a work in progress. Um, a lot of motivations are unknown still. A lot of things are still unknown for the characters themselves that they don't even know. Uh, You're talking about our campaign now. 
<laughs> it, it is true, though. It is true. Yeah. Um, because there's some very interesting things about the characters. Uh, 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 Percy uh, Tallison, that's his name. I was trying to think of his mm-hmm. actual name, uh, person name. Um, Tallison's character has is playing a non-standard class. This is a class that Matt actually made, um, if I'm not mistaken. So it's very interesting because I didn't go and read the stuff. I think he actually has out, you know, a little, not module, but a handout that will break down how the class works like the handbook would. Um, But I didn't read it because I want to learn what this character is doing as the campaign rolls on. Mm -hmm. So it's very interesting from that perspective. And yeah. that it it plays in a it plays in with him because I mean and I'm guessing now this is about the second time he's done this because in campaign one he's a gunslinger yeah but the, uh, there's I didn't know there was a gunslinger class well, so I, I think that he made it or kind of half created it's like a homebrew character I guess yeah like I Matt think let it in I think the gunslinger was a pathfinder thing and I think uh, it was not just pathfinder but it was a modification of a class yeah, yeah, yeah. essentially once they switched over to D fifth edition they basically modified a fighter mm-hmm. uh, made it a ranged fighter because he gets action surge and stuff like that yeah yeah so that's uh i think that's how they did it either that's that or it's I've, ranger fighter was what he ended up with that's what i've liked about his character in campaign one is learning like you know, just listening to him in battle and listening how he handles actions, bonus actions and movements and like how he has mm-hmm. extra things, what he can and can't do, his limits and all that. As opposed to, you know, me learning a ranger or, you know, a mage. I, per- I, got, I got an idea of how they act mm-hmm. in D&D, but yeah, Gunner was new to me. Yeah. It's pretty cool. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'll get there. I'm I'm. I'm tracking. I'm I'm doing the best I can. I've had a little inter- interference these past couple weeks, mm-hmm. uh, especially this week. Especially this week, but I'll I'll get there. I'm not really in a super rush anyway. I mean, the fucking episodes aren't going anywhere, and I'm gonna get to where I'm caught up anyway. But yeah. it's more like I, I I'm I'm anxious now. I just I want to know what happens. I want to know when the I love the big revelations. I love I love when they happen, and they there've definitely been a lot of them lately. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, and the way that you were talking earlier about making characters to where you, not only, not only the fact that you don't know what others' motivations are, but once you can learn things about people, that, that those things may change the way you see that character. That's what mm-hmm. I keep in the back of my head as we're playing our D&D campaign. Like, we, we, we've had a, a small session for maybe about five minutes where we all talked a little bit about each other. Like, enough for everybody to personally take notes or just to go, hey, who are you? What do mm-hmm. you do? Okay, move on. That I don't know things about all these characters, about my fellow, that we're not even, my fellow acquaintances. We're not even, we're not even really party members yet. Right. But every time somebody does something that's out of call or out of what I would think they should or should not do, I think, I don't know. I don't know their motivations. I don't know. I don't know their story. Uh, an example of our last campaign, I, I was again because I, I get to talk to Adam more than I get to talk to you, unfortunately. But because mm-hmm. uh, we work together, and I was like, 
I said, you're a son of a bitch. What do you mean? I said, you fucking healed that NPC before you healed me. <laughs> I was at two fucking hit points. And I was like, but I'm not mad at you. I'm really not mad at you. I'm upset at you. I understand that my character can't be mad at your character because you're, it is what it is. You know, the characters are going to do whatever they do. Uh, my character, Jowie, if if he was the type to be upset, he would be far more upset at the cleric who decided to, I don't remember how many times, 27 times in battle, I don't know, attack people instead of healing. I was knocked, I had a critical hit. I got knocked, I have 22 hit points. I got knocked down, I got hit for 20 mm-hmm. fucking points. And I'm, Chris, if you could have been in this room, I would have fucking eyeballed you like a <laughs> motherfucker. I'm like, are you so he gets hit, he takes three points, they get hit, they take six, they get hit, they take three. I take 20. This yeah. is the second time this shit's happened to my character. I get just wham, and I'm, I got like, I'm assuming I have one of the highest hit points in the party. You do. But I got hit, and down I went. Now, granted, granted, I did not say, oh, fuck, I need help. And you didn't say, you know, hey, Jowie's looking really bad, but... The next roll around, I was like, somebody can heal me. <laughs> and nobody healed me. That was strike one. Then the battle was over, and it was a cacophony of, I'm looting this body. I'm checking this body. I'm trying to grab stuff. And I'm like, <sighs> so I just sulked my way over to the fucking slab and linked up again it and just fucking rested. And hopefully somebody would see that, oh, shit, he's bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I t- I I try I try to keep what I said earlier in my mind when it came to the cleric not healing me immediately. I don't know why. Maybe he's a new a novice cleric. Maybe he don't know. Maybe he was like a warrior before he became a cleric, and he's just so used to battle. Maybe he panics and and thinks before I can heal anybody, I need to clear the field. Or maybe he saw an opportunity that I didn't... I don't know his motivations, so I can't really be mad at him. Now, if we're down the road, again, the further we as a group go into this campaign and become closer and become a party, become a family and all that, then it can be time to have hurt feelings. Right now, it's more like Jowie's on the ground, (laughs) fucking swords stabbed in the ground going... (sighs) And looks over at the cleric, and the cleric goes, I cast magic missile. And I just go, oh. <laughs> well, he didn't. It wasn't magic missile. It was something else. But Guiding still, ball. I just, yeah. I picture Jowie just being like, man, I'm literally holding my intestines <laughs> in my body, breathing heavy, barely holding on to this sword. And I look over at the cleric, and the cleric looks at me. And does a 180 and says, guiding bolt to that guy. And I'm like, I'm watching all the healing potions on this belt just clang together. <laughs> you you want to know what's pretty amusing to me as well? What's that? I actually nerfed the spell. The one that hit me? Yeah. The one that oh. they kept using on you guys because it's supposed to be Dude. 3d10. Oh but I only God. did 2d10. That was rough. But we made it. Yep, we made it through. Uh, how how do you feel, DM? How do you feel the last session went? Um, I talked about this a little bit before, but it was not the uh, encounter that I planned exactly mm-hmm. because I was expecting you guys to show up after it was started. Um, mm-hmm. There are going to be more enemies there, 
but yeah. they didn't have a chance for that to happen. Uh, and the, I actually completely changed the script for the ceremony, so to speak. There really wasn't one, um, <laughs> because it was one of those things, oh, it's going to get interrupted. So, uh, what's happening until it's interrupted doesn't really matter. So I'm like, okay, now I have to outline what's going to happen when they get there, you know? And I'll admit I winged it. <laughs> that that whole the ceremony itself was nothing pre-planned uh, other than putting him on the thing that was the f- only thing that remained i feel kind of bad because the audience has no fucking idea what we're talking mm-hmm. about <laughs> but in this session we had an encounter where there was a clearing and there were some cultists going to come in and do some bad shit and we had laid out some plans before they showed up of how we were going to ambush them and or let the guards. Uh, there were there were local guards that were going to come in and either help or do the work for us or whatever. And the cultists showed up and we got impatient after waiting for a while and we attacked and a lot of bloodshed and we, we, we won the day. Worked, mm-hmm. took, worked out pretty good. We captured somebody. We saved somebody. Uh, and we got some information. I mean, the stuff that I that that my character told the the head guard that came back, the Temple Knights, said, "Hey, look, we did a lot of good work here. So make sure you make sure you pay up." Mm-hmm. But I gotta say that I and again, I told this to Adam too. I I almost forgot what the plan was. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna do that. Uh, I was gonna try to uh, you know out it. On Discord, but outside the game, be like, "Hey, you guys want to run over again? What the plan is? Because uh, you you always do a good job of letting us know what you know. Just a refresher mm-hmm. of what of what story happened. But I was like, "Oh man, I forgot the plan." So like when Adam, uh, we had we had told Adam's character that whenever he saw the the cultist coming in, he was gonna hoot like an owl because he has a good performance role, and we would know that was a signal. And I was like. But what do we do after the signal? <laughs> Shit. And there was supposed to be guards coming in. So while all this shit was going on with Adam's character of, you know, watching and keeping keeping an eye and watching these people come in, I'm thinking, okay, am I waiting for guards? Am I am I waiting for this? I think somebody had a bomb or Molotov <laughs> cocktail or something. And when it finally happened, I, it just fucking went down. And I was like, hot shit, in the battle we go. <laughs> and almost got my ass kicked in. Yeah. Again. Yeah, that was that was pretty rough. I was um I I was kind of hoping that after the first one hit, which I think you were actually the first one that got hit with it. Um yeah. but I was hoping that would be like, okay, you know, that's the clue. Don't get in close with the guys. Because otherwise yeah. they're gonna screw you up. Because that's a touch, that's a melee only spell. Oh. Um, so that's why I said, you know, he reaches out and touches you and wounds open up all over your body because it's inflict wounds. It's a touch spell. Ah. Um, and because that spell is dangerous. That's, I think that's the sole reason um, those enemies have the rating they do for, you know, their challenge rating Yeah, uh, is because of that spell. And that's even after I nerfed it because um, it could one shot any of you. I believe it. <laughs> um, the I I didn't expect them to get so quickly overwhelmed and a- after I said it I was like that's too much damage for the Molotov I shouldn't have said that I should have done you know 1d6 or something like that uh, yeah because it just 
I forgot you had four of them. <laughs> and after the first two went off, I was like, okay, that's rough, but it gets yeah. manageable. And then critting on a throw of one, it's Jesus. like, oh, great. Um, oh, yeah. I just had this in my head that while all this shit was going on, that one of them was just sitting there on fire, just screaming the whole time <laughs> in place with a sword drawn, just ah, 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 <laughs> as he's waiting for everybody else to do their mm-hmm. shit. Oh, man. Oh, man, it's so yeah. good. That, that, that completely changed the dynamic of the fight. Um, I've, I, even though we had a plan set out and I forgot it, I felt like the whole the whole encounter went went pretty good. Yeah, and that's 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 on top of me almost dying. I just feel like everything just kind of went, you know, felt pretty good. Yeah, and I mean, and you almost dying was really just unfortunate. You know, if it hadn't been a crit, you would have only taken ten damage, which ultimately isn't that bad. That's going to be my character's thing is his new, his middle name is Stepfall, where he literally steps and falls <laughs> flat on his fucking face and the, his nose bone crushes in his head and he dies because uh, Jesus. At least it wasn't an attack of opportunity this time. Yeah. At least it wasn't directly your fault. <laughs> yeah. True. True, true. Um, we're now getting to that point. You know, you guys are back in town. Um, I imagine you're. I don't know if there's going to be any discussion beforehand or if you're just going to head to bed or whatever and then pick it up the next day. But once you get your reward, um, it's going to be decision time for the characters and players to determine what they want to do. Good. Um, Good. I'm interested. I'm, I'm anxious to see where we go next because that's the third. Yeah, that's our third encounter. And mm-hmm. it, it, went, it went pretty good. And yeah, yeah, because I I, I want to know like me not just not really Jowie Jow again Jowie is just he's not fucking money hungry. It's just he's it's the only motivation he has right now. He's not lawful good to where he's trying to right the wrongs of the world. It's more like somebody came in and he overheard like, hey, if we do this, there's some money involved. He went, oh well, shit, I'm I'm for hire. I'll help out. Mm-hmm. But once we get past that and it's things are at stake, things he's interested in, things he want to take in place. And again, this is just just explaining the chaotic neutral. That's it's really it really just gives Jowie free reign to do what he wants to. He yeah. could choose not to go on this whole adventure if he chooses to. But if it's, you know, we go to Devin and he goes, look, there's a fucking child rapist out there. And my character says, well, I'm going to go do it. I don't care if there's money involved or not. Like. He's not solely driven by money. Yeah, he's got he's got his he's got his things, and I, I'm I'm interested to learn these things about the other characters. Yeah, um, you know what are their thresholds for? Okay, I care about something other than my pockets. You know where yeah. where is that threshold at? Is it like you said, some child rapist? Which I certainly hope any of the characters would want to help <laughs> put down without worrying about money, or like, yeah. Yeah, like we have, so we have characters, it's several of us, obviously, that are very interested in money. Like mm-hmm. they're they're looting from people when they can. They're money, money, money. Well, if we're like, you know, forty sessions in, and we're we've we've you know helped like three separate kingdoms and have amassed 
have I, I'm putting this in 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 the mind frame of like Critical Role, where they went so far, where they had a fucking castle and mm-hmm. they had a good pool of party money, like just as you said, the threshold. I wonder what the threshold is for the money hungry people of the party, where they're like, yeah, I don't, I used to concern myself with money. That's not my that's not my thing anymore. Yeah. I have you know several thousand silver on, uh, platinum on me, and together we have amassed a pool of several thousand, hundreds of thousands of silver. I'm not worried about the money thing anymore. Now it's more, I'm looking to increase this skill. I'm looking to pursue this family thing that didn't get tied up. I have an arch enemy that I never took care of back in the day. There's a love interest I'm looking for, and there's a kingdom that desperately needs my specific help, and I'm going to help. I I can't wait till those things come out. Right now, a lot of it seems to be about, well, it it is what it is. It's whatever, and money, money, money. I don't think it's always going to be that way, but I don't know, and I'm interested to see when and if it's going to happen. Yeah, the the conversation with Knight Devon that happens the next day, that'll be the point where it'll be telling of characters' personalities and, you know, yeah, how how far their greed runs and uh, whether or not they are willing to help, you know, for the greater good and stuff like that. Cool. I am just just in general, you feel like things are going okay. You enjoying it? Yeah, I'll uh, I'll be glad when you guys are out of this city, though. This little village. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it was never intended to be. I mean, the stuff that's happened has been planned so far uh, mm-hmm. as far as encounters. You know, the in-between, buying a goat in a cart, not necessarily, obviously, planned. Um, but should have gave him a horse, DM. He rolled a fucking 39. Find him a horse. He's lucky he got the goat because I was going to tell him. No, you're telling me there's no horse in that town, Chris. Come on, man. No. This is a small <laughs> fishing village. Um, oh, yeah. The only horses are the ones that people bring in and then leave with. I would have uh, I would have fucking rolled for a fucking salmon, and I would have tied a rope to that salmon, and he would have <laughs> flopped my ass around town. I would have I would have had a salmon tied via rope to a sled, and that salmon would have flopped his ass around and mm. get, rode me through the town if I would have rolled. <laughs> if the roll would have let me, that's all it ever comes down to. If the roll will let me. Yeah, and I only gave I only said the goat was there because he rolled over a twenty on that when he was checking. Yeah, and now we have a fucking. If Jowie, if this becomes a a team, mm-hmm. Jowie is going to burn that fucking goat. <laughs> Fuck that! That is not what we're going to be known across the land for. Yeah, that that amused me to make. I was like, you that know what? Good. Someone someone good. made the comment about the order of the goat. It might have been uh, Braylon the cleric or someone else, but I was like, uh-huh. it stuck with me. You were and like, that, after it was over, I was like, yep, I got to make this coat of arms. <laughs> The order of the goat. <laughs> that, that fuck that goat, man. Uh, 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 for again, I, I hate I hate in talking without bringing the audience in. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last uh, as of this episode of the podcast, one of the earlier episodes, one of the earlier sessions in our D and D campaign, we were doing some preparation before going to this same specific area, and one of the characters had this. Uh, pretty pretty ingenious plan of getting a uh spo- what is supposed to be from what I'm guessing <laughs> was a horse and a cart and one or some barrels of oil or pitch or whatever 
and we were gonna he was gonna bring all this to the area where this cultist shit was gonna take place. He was gonna use the horse to basically pour a giant ring of pitch or oil around it, and then when the cultist showed up, it was gonna light it on fire and they'd be captured or be been dire straits. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, per the DM this was a small fishing village, and there were no horses. And the best role he could get, which was a damn good role, led him to not get a horse, but to get a fucking <laughs> fucking milk goat. <laughs> and his character being what it is, not to be perturbed, not to, <laughs> not to say no, said, I'm going to use it. So he t- got the goat, got mm-hmm. a wagon, and got a fucking barrel of oil. And his plan didn't work out that way. We didn't get to use it the way we wanted to, but I, I like his perseverance. Yeah. Okay, he, he, he kept at it. And it, now we have a fucking sigil of the order of the, order of the yeah. goat. If, and the only reason I said the goat was there was, aside from his role, was also because that's one of the things he said he was looking for. He was like, I'm looking for a horse. Uh, I might, he might have said donkey or something else. And then he's like, yeah. or even a milk goat. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so be it. <laughs> Ask and you shall receive. Uh, that that was that was amusing. You know, we didn't yeah. get where I wanted us to be in that session, but, but that was amusing. Okay. We and, had it. it was good laughs. Yeah, and and the plan he was coming up with, like you said, was a good plan. Um, it was just unfortunate that it didn't really go well with the location of yeah. the thing. Even if he'd found a horse, it wouldn't. I don't think it would have made enough of a difference to roll in and use like he wanted to. Um, yeah. Especially yeah. once you saw that there was somebody there about to get sacrificed. Right. Um, then you would have to worry about collateral damage. Yeah. Yeah. All in all, it's been, it's been fun so far. And again, like, I don't, I don't, I, I don't have exact reasons like on paper reasons why, but I just felt like this last session went just, it just felt like everything went better than I think, I think we're slowly getting to that that stage where we're knocking off, we're either knocking off enough rust or getting enough familiarity with what's going on to mm-hmm. where we're kind of moving at a decent pace. I think, I think we'll, we'll, of course we'll get there. It, over yeah. Time will tell, but yeah, I just feel like things went a lot better. I had a, had a good time last episode. I, I last think session. Yeah. I think it helped that it started off. Okay. Stuff's about to go down. There was no hanging around town, no preparing, no shopping, you know, nothing else to do but wait. And yeah. um, especially with us being right there, you know, yeah. like there what we didn't we didn't have to go through a planning session. The session had already the planning had already been done. It yeah. was it's as soon as we get in, roll, we're going. Yep. I made a note of the rolls before we got started and I was like, "All right, everybody's in position, you're stealth." All right. You're now waiting. Is there anything you do while you wait? You know, I was giving yeah. everybody the opportunity to, if there's something they thought of during the week or, you know, wanted to do. Yeah. Um, okay. And then everything went down. And that's straightforward. Combat's combat. You know, yeah. you have round by round, turn by turn, person by person, determining what you're doing. And there's not all the necessary room for going all over the place. So much fiery death. <laughs> yeah. All right, Chris. Well, let me do a quick checklist. We got our intro down. Mm-hmm. There wasn't any well, actually, that we can recall. And we're pretty much perfect. So that's that's <laughs> a fact. Went through some news. Talked about some critical role. 
talked about some D&D. Uh, I guess all we got left before we talk about the big topic for today is talking about what other things we did for our weeks. Yep. Uh, what else? What else did you do this week besides you know? Yeah. So I uh, continued watching stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the first thing I picked up was uh, Jessica Jones season one. Okay. Uh, she's the premise is like most of these offshoots uh, in the uh, MCU. They focus around some sort of powered person. Um, and she is, it's a very, it's a very interesting, uh, show in a very neutral way. It's interesting in the way that, huh, I guess that's a thing. Not interesting as in, man, I can't wait to see what happens next. Um, I was rather disappointed um, with it overall, it started out really slow. Uh, not a lot of things made sense. Um, of course, I think they did a good job of of uh, clearing any holes in the uh, background and what had happened and everything else because there are sequences that happen and then you get them from a different perspective or uh, you just get to see what was left out, you know, the gap from a different perspective, uh, from a different person rather. Um, and I think it tied up well as far as the season goes, but it was kind of painful to get through. Um, I, I didn't want to quit. So I, like I said, uh, went through all of season one because that's where my timeline got me to. Um, season two doesn't happen for, a while. Uh, it's actually after a couple other series uh, offshoots from it. Uh, there's uh, Luke Cage as uh, a different Netflix MC uh, show. Mm-hmm. And there's The Defenders, which I didn't even know about. Um, and I think there's one other. Uh, Iron Fist. Yeah. Which Iron I know Fist. nothing about. Um, yeah, that character I, hasn't I, showed up at all. And I didn't, I don't know, take it or leave it. I didn't hear too many good things about the Iron Fist show, so I don't know. I haven't watched any of these, by the way, for the, Mm -hmm. I don't think I even mentioned last episode, Uh, sorry for anybody wondering. I haven't watched, unfortunately, I have not watched any of the Marvel Cinematic Universe shows, nor the, uh, the, the DC shows, I've got, I've, uh, th- those that may recall, I had a guest episode. I had a guest episode. Where we had a uh, another Michael on this podcast with us, and he he has mentioned to me several times in real life about um, as opposed to fake life, right? Mm-hmm. But has mentioned to me several times outside of the podcast that the uh, the shows are great, and has like put a knife to my throat. You need to watch them <laughs> or else. Uh, but I haven't watched any of them. I haven't really heard too much about most of them, other than they're they're either they range from from okay to really good, which is about what the movies are. There are a few caveats to that. The uh, I haven't I've I've not always like horribly negative things, just like disappointment mm-hmm. things when it comes to like the Iron Fist show. 
uh, the Jessica Jones show, I heard I heard pretty much mediocre to good things about. A lot of people talk about David Tennant, Tennant being in it, being the Purple yeah. Man. The Purple Man character alone is is already a, a great concept for a character, but the mm-hmm. fact that David Tennant plays it makes it even better. But again, yeah. unfortunately, I don't. I have no context. I've watched none of them, so this is all expertise from Chris's perspective. Yeah, and that's why all that I've said is spoiler free about the stuff I'm watching. That uh. As far as the series go, um, yeah, yeah. the the main villain, uh, the guy in purple, as you put it, um, he was a interesting villain. Um, I felt like the season was too long was the biggest issue. Hmm. If um, and that's <laughs> that's kind of sad because I think it was only like twelve episodes. Wow. Uh, I. I'll talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in a bit, but season three of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is uh, 22 episodes. Jesus. So it's pretty long to get through, but there's a lot involved. Uh, yeah. Jessica Jones, I felt like there's a lot of... Uh, there, 12 episodes for that is a lot, and there wasn't a lot involved, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. It's like, okay, yeah, yeah, this yeah. is dragging on, this is dragging on. Okay, yeah, that's progression. Maybe. Okay, dragging on, dragging on. It's very cr- gratuitous. Um, a lot of very unnecessary... Uh, bedroom scenes wow you know there was no need to show as much as they did it's like all right yeah we're in this relationship we're doing this thing um i get the first time they showed a particular uh interaction between two characters because it was relevant to the story but after that most of them didn't have anything they didn't contribute anything dude they're basically just fan service you are speaking on my level so so well because this is that is the main reason I'm so glad that you said that <laughs> there are so many shows that people used to tell me that I needed to watch back in the day mm-hmm. showtime shows hbo shows or whatnot and I'd get four episodes into it and I'd I'd feel like such a fucking leper mm-hmm. I'd feel like such a fucking outcast because I would get to all the fucking the fucking sex scenes and I go Okay, I get it. Yes, that's oh, it's mm-hmm. so awesome how great your fucking porn cinematography is. I get <laughs> it. It looks so good. I've, I've I've fucking seen enough porn in my life to get it. You're not showing me anything new. You're not breaking boundaries. But yeah. what aggravated me the most about it was when I would go and talk about that show. All right, so I watched the show you said I had to, and you're on the same episode as me. So did you catch last night's episode? And it would be a 40-fucking-minute conversation about the fucking sex. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't watch these shows for that. Like, a a, a, a prime example, Game of Thrones. Now, Game Mm -hmm. of Thrones is not bad. They're not gratuitously horribly bad about it. Mm -hmm. They have their fucking mandatory, we're on HBO, we're going to show fucking tits and ass for five minutes. I get that. But when it's the shows that happens like every like every 20 minutes and it's over and over, I'm like, look, I'm not trying to sound like a fucking prude, but get on with it. I'm not watching this show for that. I want to know where the fucking plot's going. Yeah. I, I don't I don't care what fucking chocolate syrup sex bullshit you want to envelop. Where is this character going next? Yeah. And like- yeah, it's. Yeah, it's the same way with these shows. Like, I don't want to watch it for that shit, and I don't want—I I don't want to sound like, oh, you just don't like sex. No, it's not. That's not the. That's not anywhere close to that. <laughs> when yeah. I watch, let's say, let's take Marvel Cinematic Universe for example. Mm-hmm. While not the biggest one ever, 
I, I'm a comic book nerd and I like those movies. So while it would have been really cool to have maybe a fucking, uh, it would be fan servicey to have a sex scene between you know Wolverine and Jean Grey in one of the X Men movies that lasted for like six minutes. Of course, the audience would be like, "They finally got to bang! Oh, we got to see it on screen!" Mm-hmm. But I would have been like, yeah, we, "We, I get it. Okay, they had sex." Now, what the fuck is this doing for the team dynamic? Mm-hmm. Does Scott know about this? Did Professor X find out about this? What does he think about this? How does he feel about Wolverine after this? How does he feel about Jean Grey? Does he have a fucking talk to them? Does What happens? But no, it's, oh, man, did you get to see what's her fucking face naked? Oh, man, was, uh, whatever, man. Yeah, and I think that you pretty much just said what I was going to say and that in Game of Thrones, I didn't care. It's part of the show. It's part of the dynamic of the characters. That is all relevant to everything that's happening when you see it. Um, I don't think there was any that I would say were excessive or were purely there for fan service. They all had a point in the plot. Um, Yeah. Yeah. With the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I don't expect that. I expect a completely different type of show Especially when I'm watching it on Netflix. Yeah. I was like, when did I, you know, switch to Skinamax? You know, this is <laughs> exactly. supposed to be Netflix Marvel. You know, it's not, it was very unnecessary. Um, like I said, aside from the first interaction between two characters because it was relevant, I was completely okay with that. Um, other than the fact that I was watching it, you know, where a child could have seen the screen, but fortunately didn't. Um, yeah. Because I wasn't expecting it. You know, it's one of those things, okay, I'll watch it later at night if I know something like that's going to happen. But I was like, oh, this is a thing. Um, yeah. But overall, it's okay. The The character isn't a bad one. I think it's just the show's production was where it suffered. Yeah. Um, can, I, can I tell you a really quick story on the gratuitous stuff? Sure. This <laughs> and this hits close to home because this is, this is family related. So a long time ago, this I'm trying to wrap this around the like gratuitous like 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 you said with your kid being in the room and then like sex pops up you're like oh what the fuck oh shit no 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 and you're trying <laughs> to yeah and I that that gravitates to like hey I'm gonna show my mom and dad this movie and then some shit happens you're like oh I feel really weird now <laughs> uh, this is so childhood adolescence this is so pure white innocence but it's in that same vein. Many, many years ago, my grandmother, uh, our Mimi, for one of my birthdays, had took me to a theater, a local theater in our area called, it was Silver Screen. Pretty cool theater, uh, reclining, rolling seats, a dollar for a show, mm-hmm. cool shit. And I don't remember if it was for a birthday or if she was just down here, but she brought me, it was me, her, my mom, my dad, and I think somebody else. I don't know if it was you. I don't, I don't know if it was family, I don't remember. We went to go see... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in the theater. So this had to have been 89-ish. Whenever that movie came out, we saw it around, We saw it when it was out in theater. And I remember, number one, I love that movie to this day. I still watch that movie to this day. A couple times a year. Fucking love that movie. And I enjoyed it even when I was first watching it on the screen as a kid. I mean, it was fucking cool. You got to see the turtles. I'm, I'm literally talking the first five, ten minutes of this movie. 
Mm-hmm. You get to see the fucking turtles fucking uh, skateboarding through the sewer, and you hear the music playing. That well, not it wasn't the actual turtle music. It was the, it was it was their old hip hoppy version of the theme, and just just to see them and everything and blah blah blah. And that moment when uh, right at the beginning, I thought I, I at first I thought I missed it. At first I, heard, I thought I heard him wrong, but Raphael throws one of his sighs and then somebody takes his sigh and he's looking he has popped open a manhole cover and is looking at it and you hear him go damn because somebody took his sigh i thought Mm -hmm. i misheard that i thought i either heard dang or i didn't know what he said Mm -hmm. but later later like four minutes later they're in the sewer and they're doing the whole cool skateboarding scene and here comes Raphael walking up where he's supposed to have two sides but only has one and he looks the one in his hand and goes damn and he says that <laughs> clear as day and I was so fucking embarrassed I was like I wanted my mom and dad and grandma to come see this movie with me and these turtles are cussing <laughs> Oh no, they're gonna be so mad. They didn't fucking care. <laughs> but I felt so weird and awkward mm-hmm. and in trouble. And I was like, I wasn't supposed to hear that. I knew what damn was. I heard fuck shit, piss damn. I heard all those words. But it's different when you hear it. And then when your family was there as a kid. Yeah. And I like, my grandmother was there with me. And I'm like, what? Why did Raphael say damn? <laughs> Why would you do that? You've never done that in the show. Oh, Quit embarrassing me. Quit doing that. Like, I didn't even want to look at them. Like, I think they were sitting behind me, and I didn't even want to turn around and grab my pizza or my popcorn. I was like, they're going to be looking at me and like, this is the kind of shit you drag me to. Mm-hmm. What a fucking innocent fucking child I used to be. Mm-hmm. But anyway, rolling it back to the MCU shows. Yeah. So after I ground that that a uh, series out i went back to a movie and i watched captain america winter soldier okay um and I, i've watched i have this is the second of six things on my list so i'm trying to think back uh even though this is only a few days ago uh it was good yeah um i agree better than the first one uh there was, I felt with pretty much all the movies I watched that they had this week that I watched, they had really good pacing um, in comparison to some of the others. Did, didn't it though? It yeah. felt like everything was flowing. Like you, I was genuinely engaged, like sitting on the edge of the seat going, yeah, fucking right on. Where is this going? What is happening? What's, yeah, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I had mentioned I knew part some of what happened, and I actually think I might have watched part of this before, because mm-hmm. um, the beginning of it was very, very familiar, and I don't know if it's because, you know, stuff I've read has referenced it just so in detail that I thought I saw it before, or what, but um, I, I don't think I have, but I think I've seen parts of it, at least the beginning. Yeah. I mean, by this by this point, you probably have, I mean... That that and Civil War became so like they're like the fucking Dark Knight equivalent, you know mm-hmm. they they they're the the movie that the, they're the MCU movies that people love and adore and talked about. So shit's out there all over the place. Yeah. Um, let's see what else about Winter Soldier. Um, 
it's sad to see. I, I would have to go back and watch it again. Mm-hmm. I, I remember lots of things, lots of, I remember many things from the movie, but it's, I mean, it, unfortunately for me, it's been, an, it's been some time since I've watched it, but, uh, I, I, man, I, I enjoyed that movie all the way around. Mm-hmm. The, the, just, it, this is probably common sense for the, for the genuine comic book gurus out there, but moving Captain America away from just the all-American strong guy hero saving the day to slightly espionage, mm-hmm. that worked so fucking good. <laughs> so good. Uh, the, the, when he first runs into Bucky, you know, when he's in the, when he's in their apartment and that chase, I just, oh. And then actually, that may be Civil War. That's Civil War. That, yeah, uh, Civil you're thinking shit. of Civil War. Yeah, um, uh, it's, it's 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 hard because they're both so good and they're right by each other. Yeah, and I think it's very interesting how these are Captain America movies. These aren't Avengers movies, right? Um, and I really right. like that. I think that's a really good thing to do. How they've mm-hmm. done it, um, and this was a showcase of why it's a good thing to do. Because you're getting all these things on the side that are, they impact the Avengers as a whole. And yeah. some or all of them will show up in these other side movies, but they're not the focus. This isn't about the Avengers. This is about Captain America. Right. Um, and I think it works very well. And I think that's why, one of the reasons they're so successful at this. Um, each character is sort of getting their, you know, spotlight. Um, yeah, at least main. I want to say main character. Certain characters are. Yeah, um, I don't know. Is there a Black Widow movie in the works? Uh, there's there was supposed to be one in the works. I've been so lukewarm about it. I haven't really mm-hmm. paid attention to the news on it. Okay. I thought they were. I mean, I, I thought the grand idea was they were all going to get their own individual movie, regardless. Right. But I mean, hell, we're coming up on Ant Man too, so <laughs> she's kind of overdue. Yeah. But uh, Winter Soldier was good. Um, like I said, I knew what was going to happen overall throughout it. Mm-hmm. So it was mm-hmm. mainly a uh, gauge of, you know, as a movie, how it was. And it was good. Um, yeah. Like I said, pacing was good. It felt like it went with uh, the Avengers and everything else that had happened up to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, I moved on to Ant-Man, which is next in the uh, timeline. Uh-huh. Uh <laughs> that was a very funny movie. Yes. Um, Dude, come on, Paul Rudd, man. Come on. Come on, man. Paul Rudd. <laughs> the and even that character, I'll talk about Civil War when I get there, but that character in Civil War, I was like it and it took me a minute. I was like, wait, who's that? And then he started talking and I was like, Oh, right, duh. Yeah. That's Ant Man. Um <laughs> He's like it, half aloof, but he half gets it and it's a uh-huh. fucking mixture of making the movie funny and work at the same time you yeah it, it's different from the others too yeah um because they tend to be uh more serious and yeah. um sure tony is tony but even he has is more serious and this guy is just kind of out there yeah, Tony, um, I mean Tony Stark is a billionaire fucking businessman. Even though he has he has wit coming out of his ears, mm-hmm. there comes points and times where he goes way down to earth and gets fucking real. Yeah, Ant Man kind of just walks through and goes, "Hey, you know, whatever." 
<laughs> yeah, the whole the he whole kind of, he kind of fumble fucks his way through a lot of stuff, but it pays off. It all that, that's good. a very good way of putting it too, because <laughs> man, his character over the spin of that movie that was a mess. Yes, um, and it was they didn't. One of the things I like about it is they didn't have him do this sudden transformation into this amazing person, completely right. different person. He's right. still who he was. He just got a little bit better, and he's obviously a very intelligent person, yeah, um, yeah. character, and that came into play. You know, yeah. when things are on the line, he still has that same personality, you know, up until mm-hmm. near the end. Uh, I would say would be the only time he deterred from that and went to a more serious aspect. Yeah. But that was very relevant. That was very mm-hmm. in the moment. And then after that, he was back, you know. Mm -hmm. It wasn't some dramatic transformation of personality. Um, Yeah. So, another good movie. Um, Yeah. Which, surprise, surprise, right? Yeah. From the MCU. Ant-Man, that that seems to be a movie, again, just using my fucking barometer of, of these MCU movies. It's Ant-Man seems to be just like in the okay tier for most people. And even that is fine by me because I'm, mm-hmm. again, aside from, well, I, I guess there is fucking Thor 2 and <laughs> and Iron Man 2 and 3. But even though they're, they're not horrible, like they're right. not, I didn't walk away from them feeling like I wasted my money. I felt like there just could have been more to those. Mm-hmm. Like a, a, a dude. Perfect fucking example. This is the way I feel about Thor 2, Iron Man 2, and 3. In Thor 2, at the very beginning, there's some fucking battle going on, and this huge fucking fuck you rock golem fucker comes walking up, and there's Thor. And I'm like, oh yeah, here we go. Second movie, folks. Some battles gonna... This movie better be like 12 good fucking kick-ass battles with Thor. He fucking swings Mjolnir around, bashes the dude, bashes the fucking golem into a thousand pieces, and is like, what else? And I was so let down. And I said, you know what? They're just teasing me. This movie's going to go on, and there's going to be epic fucking battles throughout this movie. Mm -hmm. And there wasn't. Now, when Thor Ragnarok came around, there was a big battle of, uh, spoiler warning for those that... uh, I, I haven't guess, seen it. <laughs> I guess for those that haven't seen any fucking trailer for the movie, have you seen any trailers for it? Uh, don't know. Maybe. All right. Well, th- th- okay. If it's so trailer, are, that's fine. There are some good fight scenes in Thor Ragnarok. Yes, Thor Ragnarok was the payoff that Thor two should have been, and I didn't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I. Don't, I, I feel weird even saying dislike. Mm-hmm. I don't even dislike Thor 2 and Iron Man 2 and 3. It's just more like uh, you guys could have done better. You could have done better. You could have you could have given us more. Why haven't you given us more? But then, you know, bigger fucking kick you in the face movies like Civil War and Winter Soldier and Ragnarok come out and just go, "Here you go. We're sorry." You know, "Here yeah. we go. Here you go. Here's more. This is what you this is what you needed. We're sorry about those." <laughs> it, and it, it- I think a good way of putting it is that they're not bad movies. They're just not up to the MCU standard, so to right. speak. Right. Um, and that standard is higher than <laughs> what other movies are gauged on. Right. Right. Yeah, it uh, ain't good. It ain't good. Yep. It ain't good. 
Um, so, like I said, I also watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, season 3. Again, that's where it falls in the timeline. And mm-hmm. I actually watched, uh, I said it's 22 episodes. I think I got to 20 and paused so I could watch Civil War because the last three episodes happened after Civil War. Oh. <laughs> so I'm actually taking the time to break it down um, where the movies are concerned. Um, right. But right. season three, um, it's been a while since I watched seasons one and two, uh, probably a year at least. Um, I don't know what season they're on now, but uh, it's more than four, I think. I don't know if they've actually done season five. But I know four is done, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but season three in comparison was a lot more fast paced than the prior two seasons. Season Mm -hmm. one was a very, it was very interesting. Don't get me wrong. Um, I enjoyed seasons one and two, but season one was that build up, you know, the introduction of characters, the um, putting together of their team, all this backstory related stuff um, that culminate into, you know, a season finale that set up, sets up the next season and then season two is uh, doesn't have the same issue with pacing. I think there were still some slow moments, but it wasn't that bad, uh, but still solid. And then season three is pretty much action after action after action. It's it's 22 episodes long, but it should be. Um, it deserves to be that long, you say? Yeah. There's not those moments where I'm like, Okay, this should have been cut like 10 minutes ago. You know, move on to something else. Right. It's like, all right, this is happening, this is happening. Because if you think about all the things that happen um, on the sidelines to like the Avengers, and this is talking about S.H.I.E.L.D., you know, uh, season one, I'm trying to think of how the exact timeline works. Um, I'd have to go back and reference, but there's a point in. Uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. where S.H.I.E.L.D. is no more, you know? Um, Yeah. And then it picks up from there. It follows along with the movies. It's this Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's all tied together. So you're getting these moments from a completely different perspective. Um, In Jessica Jones and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the other movies, you get these lingering effects, these bad guys that come from the things that happened in the other movies, you know, mm-hmm. the, you're dealing with the fallout of the things that happened in the movies, you know, the destruction of New York that hurt a lot of people. Yeah. Um, yeah. and the movie talks about it some, but then other movies and like agents of shield cover that even more. So you're getting all this fallout and stuff and it's, there's a lot to it. Yeah. Um, Probably, probably, I don't know. I don't want to say it's the best season yet that I've watched with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but it's pretty close, if not. Um, like I said, it's been so long since I watched I'm not quite sure how I'd rank it at the moment. You're definitely uh, being entertained by it. That's that's all that counts. Yeah. That's, that's all they need, you know? Yeah. Um, the, the payoff at the end of the season was good. I'm trying to think... I don't think there were any real plot holes left or a hook for season four. I think they're be, kind of beyond that 
to be frank at this point. It's like, all right, whatever <laughs> happens in the movies is what it's going to follow up on. You know, they have this big plan. So they're not going to hook it from the prior season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. They're going to hook it from this other movie or something. Yeah. Yeah. Or they may not necessarily hook it, but they're going to follow up, you know, based on the fallout of it or yeah. something. Uh, so, yeah, solid um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'd really recommend watching, but make sure you're caught up on the movies. Right. Um Find, find a find a good a good solid Marvel Cinematic Universe plotline timeline and try to follow it religiously. Yeah, I've actually what I've been doing is I have a page that has a timeline, and then I have tabs for Netflix, Amazon, uh, and Sling. So I check all three for whatever I want to watch, and whatever mm-hmm. depending on what comes on is what I watch. And I mentioned last week that. Uh, what was it I watched that was on there? Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy was on there, or Volume 2 was on there. And then I managed to catch uh, the first one, and then Age of Ultron was on there, which normally isn't there, but, you know, they're preparing for this week's release of uh, Infinity War. Yeah. Um, and I think it's a daily, at least one of the slots on Sling changes. So that's how I watched Winter Soldier. I didn't actually have to buy it, I think. Nice. Or... Some one of them showed up. I think it was is either Winter Soldier or Ant Man showed up, so I didn't have to purchase it. And I rented the other because uh, I was going in, I was about to purchase, it, and I was like, "Oh, let me refresh this and see what's over here." And it was there, um, but uh, yeah. So back to what I was saying. Yeah, I have all these tabs open up so I can check each source before I go on Amazon and uh, rent it or buy it. Yeah. Uh, the audience right now is is waiting with bated breath of your thoughts on Civil War. Yep, so that's what I watched next. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. That was, man, that was a very intense movie. Mm-hmm. Um, that was action from beginning to end. Yes. There was... I didn't feel like there was any real downtime. Um even the moments weren't necessarily, you know, fighting. It was verbal fighting, essentially. Yeah. Oh, dude, yes. that I know to the scholared audiences of that we have that a lot of what went on, politically speaking, in this movie, and mm-hmm. I mean in the movie itself, in the movie story, was very like very generic. Like, yeah, we get it. There's a big white there's a big there's a big white wash of shit that's happening. You know, there's a big fucking problem and you guys are rampant and we got it we got this governmental control coming in. Sign it, don't sign it, that's it. I don't fucking care. That scene when they were just discussing it, both in with with the with the captain or colonel, whatever mm-hmm. rank he was, and then when they were in just discussing among themselves, I yeah. fucking love that. I could watch that scene repeatedly just by itself without all the MCU fucking yay uh, uh, heroes involved in the action scenes, you know? Them sitting down and having a common sense, like, no, you need to think about it this way. Yes, mm-hmm. but you also need to think about it this way because everything that both sides were saying made sense. 
Yeah. And all of it, you could see from multiple perspectives, not only the way that they were viewing the the material brought to their, the, the case brought to them, but you have enough backstory with all the movies already. Mm-hmm. You know Captain America's personality. So when he says something like, hey, you know, uh, I've lived in an era where this shit is not cool. We should not do this. You understand that because you've watched him do that. And when you see the personal struggle that that uh, Tony Stark felt and he brought up and the guilt that's weighing on him, you go, yeah, because he's been through a lot of shit, too. Mm -hmm. And so on and so forth, all the way down the line. I love that scene. That scene is what drew me into that movie. And then when you get out of that scene, you still got about an hour and a half to two hours of fucking awesome movie around it, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? Yeah, like I said, it was a very intense movie. There was a lot going on, mm-hmm. um, and it was it was interesting from the aspect that it's like, all right, these are the Avengers. At the end of the day, you know they're all going to be friends, you know. Yeah. And I think they did a good job of not jumping to that. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't a all right. I'm sorry, buddy. We're all good now. Yeah. It was a very, very tense thing up until really the end. The yeah, absolute just in, end. Just in case, spoiler warnings for... God, I hope we haven't spoiled anything in the other ones. But spoiler warning for Civil War too. But, like, yeah. J- a, a good example of that. Just like you said, the fucking Black Panther gets introduced. Mm-hmm. And he's almost felt... He's he's almost seen and felt like a fucking menace out of nowhere. Yeah. And he pulls the fucking mask off and they're like, oh, uh, your highness? And you're like, well, who the fuck is this guy? Mm-hmm. And then when you realize that, yeah, that was... Oh, that's the fucking... Oh, man, that was the guy his father died. Oh, shit. Oh, and, and it's development. He didn't just come in and go, hey, guys, I'm Black Panther. I mm-hmm. want to be a hero, too. There was development all around this stuff. Oh, yeah, and so I can, good. I can see why, you know, there's a Black Panther movie after that. Yeah, because that yeah. okay, who's Black Panther now? Everybody wants to know. You know, mm-hmm. what is he talking about? That it's a legacy. What is, what is all this? So yeah, I, I'm looking forward to watching that movie now. I was, you know, I wasn't not looking forward to it before, but now I have a reason. To watch mm-hmm. it other than it's a Marvel movie. Right. Um, right. You get invested in these characters and a lot of them are, you know, going back to the bigger picture, a lot of these are childhood favorites for people and stuff like that. And it's engaging on a different level if it's not, you know, engaging that. It's yeah. engaging the non-comic book person. The people that only know of, you know, Thor and... Or, um, Iron Man, you know, kind of from the outside. They know who they are. Mm-hmm. They know that they're these characters, but they don't really know a lot about them. Um, right. But these movies do a good job of getting everybody invested, whether or not yes. you have that background or not. And uh, this sounds <laughs> like a common sense statement to make, but in their own movies, they are given adequate screen time mm-hmm. across spanning several emotions for you to get a good grasp of what they are. And yeah, while most of them are pretty much on the straight and narrow, pretty much all of them have a, a a pretty straight path they come through with maybe some deviations here and there. It's still nice to know that these things, you, you have enough recall that when somebody says something, 
you go, yeah, yeah, you know, that that fits their character and not just, mm-hmm. okay, that's you're just telling me that's what their character is going to do. I guess I'm going to go along with it. Yeah, and it's, <laughs> it's, it's interesting how they manage to maintain that, you know, character focus too. Because mm-hmm. during the movie, I was like, Right. This is this is about Captain America. This is yeah. the Avengers Civil War, but it's the movie is Captain America Civil yeah. War. So yeah. this is focused on Captain America, even though pretty much all the other Avengers are involved. Mm-hmm. Um, it very well done from that aspect, keeping that focus. Yeah. Like, uh, oh man, this is this is a scene I was almost getting. I didn't. I actually didn't know if you'd seen Civil War yet, so mm-hmm. I'm glad you had. But that scene when Cap comes home to his apartment and Bucky is there, there's so much weight in what's happening. It looks from the outside, it can just look like two generic. Oh, they used to know each other. Oh, they're fighting for some reason. Mm-hmm. There's so much shit going on in that scene. And yeah. if you have not watched shit up to that point, you're going to get a very popcorn feely fight scene. But when you know, when you've watched Captain America 1 and Winter Soldier, and you've got an idea of where these two characters come from, and everything that's going on in Bucky's life right now, and everything that's been going on in Captain America's life right now, this is not just a, hey man, what's up scene. There's emotion here. Mm-hmm. There's shit going on here that affects you to a to a level. And then if you just don't catch any of that, that's okay. You're about to see some good fucking action. And you're about to get a brand new character slammed right in your face that you're like, who's this guy? Oh, actually, he's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah it so, was, so good. So good. And it tied in very well to um, Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Avengers stuff. Um, yeah. God, what else was there? I was gonna. Oh, um, it was. I I had debated on whether or not I was going to actually stop watching Agents of Shield to watch it because even though it's in the timeline, you know, it's three episodes, mm-hmm. and I'm glad I did. Uh, the that third to last episode in that season, it was like episode twenty or whatever. It opens up. You know, with news playing uh, in front of or behind a character, you know, up on the side, uh, it's not the focus of the shot, but the audio is loud enough to where it gets your attention. And yeah. they're like, yeah, the Accords. And I'm like, that just happened. Yep. I know what they're talking about yep. because I just watched that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and they talk about it happens. It's very, very relevant to the plot in those last three episodes. Yeah. So it's like, okay, this... Yeah, I'm glad I did that. So now I'm even more focused on my timeline, uh, trying to make sure everything's in order. There is such a magic that these, the the MCU has, they have fucking shit magic. That's what they've done. They, they have made, (laughs) that will not be, that will not be the title. They, (laughs) they have made, I want you to think about this for a minute, Chris. Mm -hmm. They have made a scene in Civil War in this movie about comic books, a comic books uh, that 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 had its own version of a civil war. They have taken a comic book, made it into a movie, 
and they have put a scene into it to where it's literally a guy in a sweater cooking going, paprika? I don't know. The audience that was with me fucking died laughing. <laughs> it's Chris, if I hadn't seen or knew what this was, of I would not know why that was fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. But I have seen Age of Ultron. I know where Vision comes from. And it's right. hilarious because there is a obvious fucking android robot that is in a sweater for whatever reason mm-hmm. and is trying to cook and is well maybe he's got the ingredients right maybe he doesn't he doesn't know he's kind of confused about it that has the general the basic bear baby doesn't fucking care about comic book audience dying in their seats that has that's fucking magic mm-hmm. They have made something to where people that are like, I've never fucking read a comic in my life, are in their seat going, that is probably the most hilarious thing I've seen all year. And I'm I'm on the outside as well. I'm also laughing. I'm rolling. And I'm going, you guys are fucking geniuses. You guys are awesome. I cannot, I hope and pray. <laughs> and I'll bring this up every fucking episode, I guess. I hope and pray that the video game world will get this treatment someday. Yeah. It's... It's really a shame that it hasn't. Um, yeah. And I know Marvel is, to be fair, Marvel is a bit of an exception. Mm-hmm. Um, even looking at the DC side of things, they don't pull it off like Marvel does. Yeah. Um, so it's a... It's definitely it, it, It's an unrealistic standard, yeah. to be honest. you know. But it is, the fact that it's been done so well, video games may never hit that mark, but if they got closer it'd be good. Yeah. You know, that'd be good enough. Um, at least for now. <laughs> um, the, are there any Marvel movies you haven't seen? I don't believe so. Okay. I'm pretty sure I've seen every single one of them. Okay. So the last movie I watched, just watched it today was Spider-Man homecoming. Oh, goody. The, I had mixed feelings about this movie at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, I, I get what people have, and I think part of the reason I is because I've heard how good this movie was in comparison yeah. to other Spider-Man movies. Yeah, yeah. So I had those expectations going in, which I try to avoid, but it, you know, it's going to happen. But going into it, I understand, and I agree with people that are like, oh, they didn't just rehash the origin story. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just, oh, how did he get his powers, blah, 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 because this is part of the timeline. This yeah. happens after Civil War. Mm-hmm. There are clips from Civil War in this movie. Yep. Um, and the beginning of it, I I get the portraying him as the normal, you know, school kid type thing, but I felt it wasn't as well paced as I've come to expect from the Marvel movies mm-hmm. um, at the beginning. I think yeah. the beginning was slow. Once things started happening and your bad guys got really introduced mm-hmm. from there, it picked up. Spoiler warning for Spider-Man homecoming. Duh, obviously. Okay. But yeah, I, I totally feel you. The, the, one of the things I saw preached from the heavens when this movie was announced was the fact that Michael Keaton was playing Vulture. I kept blowing past the Michael Keaton name, period, and going, but the Vulture? 
that that's I am such a spoiled fucking person when it comes to these movies. I'm the, I'm <laughs> that guy. I admit I am that guy that when these movies come out, I want to know who the villain is and I want <laughs> that villain to be something big. That's why fucking Infinity War, which I will be seeing in two days, mm-hmm. is so fucking awesomely intriguing to me because Thanos is a godlike, uber powerful thing, right? A, a being. When Spider Man Homecoming came around, it, I have no problem admitting this, folks. The first thing I did was research kind of, I think I researched the cast or I just Googled like Homecoming villain and it was the Vulture. Again, I pushed past Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton gets all kind of automatic accolades in my book. Michael Keaton is a great fucking actor, and he's been coming back in the limelight lately. Mm-hmm. This movie especially shows you why, in case you happen to forgot about him. But the fact that I saw this movie and saw the vulture as supposedly the main antagonist, I was like, man, people, there's fucking Doc Ock. There's Hobgoblin. We've seen Goblin bring out Hobgoblin. You know, there you you could you could rehash the other villains maybe and do them better. There's oh I don't know Venom. There are so many fucking villains in this that Spider Man has went up against, like fifty, sixty, hundreds even maybe I don't know. And you went with Vulture, and then I saw the movie and went, thank you, Michael Keaton. <laughs> thank you, thank you so much just for being you because he played fucking good vulture he played a fucking good villain period period he he had he skirts the line of hamming it up but it's all toward the villainy negative side so good but yeah it it had my my own personal expectations were eh I mean, I'm going to watch it because I want to see Spider-Man do cool stuff. And then as I progressed through the movie, I went, oh, man, I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah. And, yeah, that scene, whenever they were in the car, you know that scene, and mm-hmm. he he realized what Peter was, and I was like, oh, it's about to get good. Yeah. And he was like, go on inside, dear. I want to talk to old Peter for a minute. And I was like, <laughs> oh, dude, skin crawled hairs standing up i was like this is gonna be this 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 scene right here is what's gonna make this movie and it was chilling i like it got yeah. a lot of good got a lot of stuff like that from the movie a lot of ups and downs you know a lot of oh, that's pretty cool too oh man that was a very good reveal yes of you know yes. his association with other characters it's like oh he's not just a random guy he's not he's just a random nowhere. villain yeah fucking opens the door and there he is and so many things so many things went through my head when that scene happened I thought oh no did he just fucking like just come to this house and like kidnap this girl like is he trying to intimidate Peter and it was like no motherfucker (laughs) that's that's her dad oh god (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh. yeah and on the topic of Spider-Man there's actually a uh, Venom movie that was recently announced. You first. I say recently. I don't know how recently. Um, you first. Have you seen a trailer for it? I haven't seen the tra- trailer, but I've seen the memes. Okay. And uh, I've seen very few of them. It's just about the tongue. People just can't get over the tongue, apparently. My, uh, oh, man. Go ahead. 
I don't know, Chris. Again, I hate to sound like I'm just a spoiled asshole, but I've watched this trailer. I only watched it uh, two times. I haven't gone fucking apeshit crazy about it. I have seen some of the memes, but not half as many that they actually exist. So I'm I'm not following the negative train. I saw I actually saw the trailer before all the meme shit popped up, and I was like, yeah, they some of this is I, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure this will be revealed. Maybe they're holding shit back, but come on, man. If it's a Venom movie, that's great, but you've got to have Spider-Man tied in there some fucking how. If the, 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 the fucking symbiote was on Spider-Man from the get-go, I mean, there's a reason why all that happened. Putting that aside, okay, okay, Venom movie all on its own, maybe its own story, got it. As I'm watching the trailer, everything seems very generic. It seems very... It just seems bland. I don't know. Nothing about the... When I see Venom in the comics, when I see him in, in, in video games, wherever I see him at, he has a very large and sinister, vicious presence. This, I don't get. Granted, of course, I have not seen the movie yet, and I've only seen Venom do his Venomy look and shit for like 20 seconds, but mm-hmm. he doesn't... And they, they fucking picked... He is already a big guy in real life. But but they did they I just it doesn't look like they made him big enough. Venom is very big and very imposing, and I didn't get that. And the head didn't look the head looks like they're just trying their best to keep it as human looking as it is instead of having this big protruding jaw. Jo- I don't know. I'm being very whiny and very nitpicky with this trailer. <laughs> I understand that, but it's it's my fucking right. I I I I judge things from what I know, and I know Venom a certain way, and I don't see that here. I may go see it, this, but this this as well is falling into the lines of, if my wife wants to see it, sure. I have not watched this Venom trailer and went, fuck yes, we're going. But we'll, we'll see. I mean, yeah. ho- hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully I'm wrong. But, eh. It's interesting to... I'm, I'm trying to understand where it falls in because apparently... Sony has the rights to Venom. Yeah. So it's not necessarily part of the... It's part of the MCU, but it's not truly part. Yeah. From what I'm Maybe reading. they can't be. Man, but, yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. It's supposed to share the world of Spider-Man Homecoming. Well, but that'll be very interesting to find out how. Yeah, but not directly tied in like Spider-Man was to, you know, uh, I'm already Civil War, of, I guess. I'm already kind of feeling like just from seeing the trailer, I've seen like over half the movie already. Mm-hmm. I've already seen where the cool action scenes, have they've already been spoiled. This <laughs> is why I have stopped watching shit for Infinity War. Dude, this is a, well, I'll when I get to my week. <laughs> I, I Just, just, just. Long and short for me right now, I'm skeptical, very skeptical about the Venom movie. I'm not, I'm not fucking burning money in my pocket to go see it. If my wife wants to see it, she's interested, we'll go see it. But I have very mixed feelings about that trailer. Yeah. That's it for my week, so you can go right into it. Oh, sweet. Uh, um, uh, so I played a little bit of Monster Hunter for a couple days, mm-hmm. understandably a couple days. Uh, just n- nothing real newsworthy, I guess. I just... Slowly working through the last of my trees and trying to max out my weapons. I've got like, I've got a few more bosses. I've got. I'm gonna have to repeat about ten, twenty times. It's okay. Again, I'm doing it in a way where 
I'm joining, I'm trying to first and foremost join games with others and helping them. So it's really, a, it's a twofold. If, if I'm lucky enough to get the cars that I want, cool for me, but I also get to help people. So, uh, had to put that to the side, understandably, but I was playing that for a couple days. Uh, the wife and I did go see Ready Player One. Chris, have you seen Ready Player One? No. That's okay. Uh, spoiler-free review here. Spoiler-free thoughts. Um, it's better than what people have made me believe it is. Uh, for those that didn't catch the last episode, uh, just to catch you up, I have not read or even listened to the audiobook of Ready Player One. It is in my things to do. I think I actually have the audiobook Ready Player One. I think I bought it on Amazon some time ago, and I have it ready. I just haven't got to it. Uh, I was watching this movie completely blind. I have I had seen reviews; they were all mixed all over the place. I've got some personal friends that have read the the book, and they're very mixed feelings on the movie. Uh, I, as a fucking three decade gamer, and I know a lot of the references in the movie. Uh, I I didn't go to this movie for those things. So my wife wanted to see it. We went and watched it, and. I, I gave I gave my four It was it was very entertaining. Now I cannot again I can't judge it on the source material, so I don't know what they fucked up. I don't know what they got wrong. I don't know what they bastardized. So you, you got to take all that out of context with me, folks. You, you can't. I, I I don't know if they got some character all jacked up. I don't know. Um, there are lots of things in that movie that I understood why people were bashing and why even I was looking at it from a distance with a one closed eye, just like, eh. There are references all over the place in that movie. Yes, there are. However, they are context references. This is something spoiler, this is spoiler free. I'm not giving away anything. I'm just explaining to you, Chris, and the audience that haven't seen it, so you'll understand. Mm -hmm. Yes, there are several... 80s and even some 90s and comic and anime and video game references all over that movie. Yes, there are. But a majority of them are are because they are in a video game. Now, Chris and I play video games, and if you're listening to this podcast, I'm assuming you do as well. If you've ever been in some type of situation where you can mod something or you can customize something, you will do it. And when you walk into that game and have hundreds and thousands of other people that can do the same thing, you're going to see that shit all over the place. Yeah. This this shit made sense to me. I under I got the reference of why that of why there was I got the reference of seeing the Akira for a searing, uh, seeing seeing uh, a Kaneda's bike from Akira. So initially, right when I saw that, it's like, oh come on, man, why are you putting that in there? What does it matter? Are you are you treating that right? Are you do, are you referencing? And it's like, no, 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 they are riding a motor. They are riding a motorcycle in the game. They just picked an a Kaneda's bike skin to go onto it. Oh. Because why? Well, because they like the skin. Oh, yeah. Well, I'd do that. You know, if I could get into, if I was to get into, uh, like Mugen, that's basically what Mugen is. You know, you have generic stick figures that fight each other. You can wrap whatever skin you want around them. You can make that fighter look like a Ryu. You can make that character, you can make that fighter look like fucking Saber Wolf from Killer Instinct. You can make an Essegate. You can make fucking Homer if you want to. Homer Simpson. Whatever. If you are interested and you have the ability to mod it and create it to look like what you want it to look like, you're probably going to do it. And people just picked whatever they want. Uh, I will say you do see a lot more 
characters than you do others. Uh, right, right off the bat, man. Me, me, and I don't know if my wife was doing it, but I, whenever there were scenes of exposition, I would listen to to the story of what was being presented to me, and my eyes were all fucking over that screen. I was looking at every background character, every poster, every TV, every vehicle, every building, everything I could to go, what am I missing? What am I looking for? What 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 can I see? Who who's who's here? Who what's here? And I thought I saw quite a bit. There are a lot of uh video game mainstay characters you're going to notice a lot. You're going to see Ryu from Street Fighter a few times. You're going to see some Overwatch characters a few times, etc., etc. I I went home, I watched a couple reviews, uh looked at some things, and I found some of course, there's fucking uh, Easter egg videos all over the place about this movie because God, this game, this movie is filled to bursting with extra characters. I watched a list that had like three hundred and something Easter eggs. There Jesus. were so many, there were so many fucking characters I did not see, <laughs> and it it was cool, but it was upsetting because mm-hmm. again, I saw Ryu like, and this is. This is estimating. I saw Ryu on screen probably four separate times. I saw the Overwatch, uh, the Tracer. I saw Tracer three or four times. And when I got home and saw this list, I don't have the list on on hand, unfortunately. I can't read it off to you guys. But just make an example. Uh, Arthur from the the Ghosts and Goblins was in there. And I'm like, where the fuck was he? I didn't see him. And it was like, oh, and uh, j- again, just random fucking example that maybe was or was not there. Uh, Ichigo from Bleach was in there. I didn't see him. Uh, fucking Mega Man was in there. I damn sure didn't see him. Where were all these other people? Hmm. But these other ones got main. St- I understand why. They probably donate. They probably had more money. They probably had more licensing. There was probably right. more licensing agreements. Like, yeah, we'll put Ryu in there. We will see him four times though. But it is what it is for 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 what they did for why the the references that were there those moments that kind of cringe me a little that are like hey you remember this thing right that's cool that's going to make you clap in the theater <laughs> i was against that initially but seeing how they do it and i'm guessing that's how the book does it i was like yeah right on i get that i totally get that I get why that character walking across the screen is fucking Master Chief from Halo because that person in real life likes Master Chief and there's nothing wrong with that and they had this fucking faceless, bodiless avatar in this game and they said, hey, here's 500 credits, skins, let's see, pick through, pick through. I like Master Chief, make him look like Master Chief. Uh, that goes for weapons. They had weapon designs in there that came from all kind of places, uh, movie references and all. All the references that shit that kind of threw me off it was okay it paid off it was it was fine the movie itself uh i I liked it the story was good the story was engaging uh kind of had some i I can't go into spoilers because you haven't seen it yet (laughs) kind of some ups and downs Uh, definitely a couple of whoa uh, that's really that was mm, moments the the character that the story revolves around the character they created that whole game that created the whole world. I was such in love with that guy. I loved how they portrayed him. He was shy, awkwardish. Uh, he, they may have went a little overboard with his nerdiness credibility, I guess, because his he had he just had too much. 
He, he had too much. He had a shirt that was a video game thing. He had 7,000 posters in his room that were video gamey. He was he was completely overloaded with with movie, video game, anime references and whatnot. But at the same time, that's my kind of people. You know, I can understand that. I he he was just extremely intelligent, and he just loved everything that he loved, and he just put it all into his world and his game. So, the way that they portrayed his character on screen, the way he was developed, the way he was treated, I was I was like, man, that that's I fucking like that guy. I like it. Um, all in all, and the 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 entertainment all around, I had a good time. I enjoyed it. Um, I don't know where that puts me in the boat with with all our audience, especially those that that just religiously love that book or have even read the book. I have not. I took it straightly as an inter- straight as an entertainment value perspective, and I I got my money out of it, and I'm entertained by it. Will I watch it when it gets released on Blu-ray, etc.? Oh yeah, because like every fucking body else that has seen this movie, I'm gonna buy it just so I can pause every fucking 20 10 <laughs> seconds and go who do i see on screen mm-hmm. and then play it for five seconds and pause it now who do i see it is there are scenes where is that overloaded with characters <laughs> um so there's that and i really think that's it one last thing chris one one last thing are you planning okay. on seeing infinity war like not not release night, which would be tonight, of course. But are you planning on seeing it soon? Are you able to see it soon? Um, I still have I still have a little bit to get caught up on. I know I have at least two more movies. Uh, Doctor I th- Strange. I th- here's a better question. Yeah. How and how excited are you? to see this movie now now that you've seen all this so far yeah I, I certainly want to now um i was aside from you know it's a marvel movie you know wanting to go see it it's like okay now i'm now i'm invested in the story and i've seen the build-up um, i want to see the payoff uh I, i'm pretty excited to see it i just don't know if i will yet yeah i i'm of course, I'm very excited, but yeah, the way this 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 series of movies have has done a good job. I know I know there are the outliers that are like, look, we're actually kind of tired of hearing about Thanos now, but the the way that they have built this up so far, oh, I can't wait. Mm-hmm. I I don't I don't I don't want to fucking jump the fence already and say, oh, it's gonna be worth it. It's gonna be. They could pull they could pull some shit, but I man, they got too much credit. This movie would have to utterly fucking bomb for me, not in the the fucking money department or anything like that. I would have to walk out of that and go, that's fucking, that movie was garbage for me to be pissed off at the MCU right now. I don't see that happening. I've been trying, I've been trying my absolute best to stay away from anything and everything. Uh, Oh, that was, that was the uh, week thing I said I was going to bring back up. So wife and I are in the theater watching previews and like the first the second or third trailer that comes on is the newest uh infinity war trailer and i was like i don't want to watch this i don't want to watch this i don't want to i should have been a fucking grown adult if i really didn't want to i should have just fucking put my hands over my eyes or turned around or, or something but i watched it and i uh, of course i saw like four or five six more scenes i've seen i saw that first trailer that ever came out 
And then I saw the second one that kind of sort of showed Thanos a little more. And I now I've seen this one. So technically, I've seen three. I really need to do a better job of that <laughs> to just not watch any of them at all. <laughs> but I kept every time a newer scene came in on just the trailer, I was like, I don't want to watch. I should stop. Stop <laughs> watching this. What are you doing? You're a horrible person. But other than that, I've just been dodging shit left and right. And I'm, I'm two days away and I can't wait. Can't wait. I'm anticipating it. This is a long time coming. I've, I've been waiting for this movie for years. And here it is. I'm, st- I'm, still, I'm still researching how they're going to do this movie. Uh, guys and gals, correct me where I'm wrong here. But when, this, when the Infinity movie was originally released, this was like, I don't know, just 37 years ago when they brought that timeline out. The Infinity War was supposed to be split up into two. It was Infinity War 1, some movies in between, Infinity War 2. Then it got announced that they're not doing Infinity War 2, that that was going to be a different movie, and Infinity War 1 wasn't going to be Infinity War 1, it was just going to be Infinity War. And that the second movie was going to be tied into the first, to the Infinity 1, but it was going to be another one. Now they're saying, now they're like, oh yeah, just a reminder, the Infinity War 2 is coming out in 2019, so you've only got a year to wait for the next one. And I'm like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> so I don't I don't know. I anticipate, this is something I'm doing right now, I'm really, I'm really trying my best to get this in my head and my heart. Infinity War that I'm about to see in two days is going to end in, if not one, several cliffhangers. This is not going to be a finality. I'm doing this to myself now. That way I'm not upset. Sure. This movie is going to end in some... It's either going to be super fucking horribly shocking or it's going to be they're charging in and right before the first blow is hit, the movie's going to end. I I just have this feeling they're going to do that. I'm not watching Infinity War for the finality of this. I've got it in my head now that Thanos is going to be introduced maybe there will be a little bit of drama or fighting going on, but the epic battle isn't this one. This hmm. is not the finality. This is the this is finally what people have been asking for for years, for Thanos to show up and go, bitches, I'm here. <laughs> this is my story. This is what I'm about. And now I'm about to fucking roll through you all. This is not the, all right, guys, we're together now. Let's all combine our powers and fucking... Give fucking Iron Man the spirit bomb. Yeah, spirit bomb. And win the day. That'll be the next movie. Um, That's my anticipation. I just want to go to this one and have a good time. I want to see a lot of cool scenes with, with Thanos being introduced. I want to see how they're going to flesh him out. I want to see how they're going to tie all this shit together. Uh, as opposed to, man, I can't wait for the story to end. Because just like the topic that we're about to roll into in literally seconds, I don't want this shit to end. I'm kind of glad that there's a second movie coming out because I mean that's just more for me to get. If I can, if I can just get over that this is gonna end in a, <gasps> oh no! If you know they're they're gonna Chris, you can relate. They're gonna Matt Mercer this ending. <laughs> they're gonna get you right there and go. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll see you in 2019. I think, <laughs> I think that here's my theory, knowing nothing about the movie, not watching any of the trailers. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they can just end it on a negative, completely negative cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. I would say that 
the if it doesn't end with a finale, like you're saying, then it would end with them getting some sort of upper hand, but you know, not enough to win the day, so to speak. Yeah, them to fight another day, kind of thing. Yeah, or even you know, yeah, I guess something like that. Yeah, I think what's going to happen is he's going to kill everybody off and he's going to bring them all, but somebody's going to grab one of the gems and bring them all back. Something like that's going to happen. <laughs> it's going to be something big where everybody's going to be sobbing and it's going to be like, psych, gotcha. That's a theory of mine. That would be very brutal. <laughs> yeah. Like, cause you know, one of the, one of the several things that people have been talking about, what little that I have read is, are they going to kill somebody off? Dude, well, I, that's been a thing for years now. Like when they, when we do get to the infinity war, uh, who who are they gonna kill off? And I'm like, man, what if he kills them all? The you know, the thing the thing in the comics is that Thanos trying to win Death's affection is he kills off half the population of the entire universe. Period. Mm-hmm. So, what if he just kills half the Avengers? Period. What if he goes balls to the wall and kills them all? But some somebody survives and somehow gets a gem and goes, yeah, they're all back to life. I control reality. That was fake. That didn't happen. <laughs> you don't. That's not the reality we're living. We're living my reality or whatever. Yeah. I one of the things I didn't mention about uh, Agents of Shield is some characters they just go. Yeah, there. It's not quite. It's not Game of Thrones. You know, yeah. where oh that character's dead. That character's dead. You know. Mm-hmm. The uh, Oprah of Dead Characters. There's your title, yeah. um, <laughs> but they characters will die and they stay dead. Um, some of Chris. them, what? Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh. <laughs> get, uh, I'm getting to it. I'm itching for this one. Some of them, you know, their characters. Oh, you think they're dead, but then they're really not, and that that's fine. But then there's also oh, this character. Yeah, you see. The finale, you know. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, it was in Civil War, I believe, where they actually had the uh, funeral scene. Yeah. You know, it's that type of thing. It's that finality. Yeah. Uh, and it's, I, it'd be interesting to see how they do it in the uh, upcoming movie. Do they do in, go that um, route? Which one was it? Damn it. Maybe it was Ultron, mm-hmm. Age of Ultron. But when, uh, uh, wow, I am really showing my fucking lack of memory here. The Rhodey, whenever Rhodey fell from the sky and fucking Tony flew up next to him and was holding his body in his arms. That was Civil War. He, yeah, yeah, and you knew he was fucked up. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, I I didn't get a, oh man, that's, you know, Rhodey, Rhodey's not a fucking powerful dude by any fucking means. Mm. Rhodey is not a fucking genius fucking billionaire playboy like Tony. Rhodey is an Air Force guy, if I remember right. Yeah, Mm -hmm. he is. He's he's a fucking Air Force, Air Force, he's just a fucking Air Force, and and it's not decrying the Air Force. I'm in it, guys. But Mm -hmm. in comparison... In comparison, hey man, I'm a maintenance guy. <laughs> I'm a maintenance. That shit don't fly with me. Um, I mean, I am now because I'm a. Eh, whatever. Shut up, Chris. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you look at the two, Tony built this suit from the ground up. Yeah. For, for okay, Tony doesn't have any combat experience. In comparison to Rhodey, I I get it that maybe in a and just thinking about it, maybe Rhodey should have more experience, but. 
Tony has a fucking nuclear reactor in his chest powering his body. Rhodey is literally a fucking Air Force guy that said, hey, man, you built a suit? That's fucking awesome. Can you build me one? Okay, I'm going to fly around with you, and then now I'm crashed to the Earth. He's not a fucking lightning god. He's yeah. not a Captain America guy infused with serum. He's not a fucking spider web flinging guy. He's just a dude in a suit. Yeah. And that shit fell to the Earth and nearly killed him. And I was like, oh, fuck. Wow. He almost died. Yeah. I, I was um, like, there, there's no way... Um, that he's gone, right? Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> so but I was but you on. did feel they could have done it. Yeah, you felt like they were like, oh, they, they rode that line. Like they they could have. Oh, they could have. Um, last thing for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is this is totally fangasm right here. This is something that's not. It, it will never happen. I, I I would. I mean, I would bet if I knew what bet would even measure up to this. What would happen, Chris, now that mm-hmm. all this Fox merger shit has happened and all these rumors of X-Men being a th- be slowly coming back into the world and being a thing, what if in Infinity War 2 the X-Men showed up? What if there were some fucking scene, Captain America's at his last fucking leg, he's out in the fucking Arctic fighting Thanos or some shit, Vision shows up, zzz, gets swapped out of the air, and then as 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 uh of all people fucking Spider-Man gets balled up and thrown through the snow and boom 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 crashes and slides and lands up against a tree and you hear you need some help bub and then you <laughs> see the fucking blue boots and the camera pants dude mm-hmm. the yellow suit gets all oh, dude do you know do you know how many theaters would be torn to fucking pieces <laughs> if that happened? Of course, it's not. We can only we can only wish. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the X Men were a part of the Infinity thing. Like the 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 Marvel comics don't have this fucking division of X Men. Like when the Infinite when the Infinity War happened, all the MCU was involved. <sighs> One could only hope. I mean, but if, that's okay. If so I don't know much about the whole thing where you're talking about two movies versus one, whatever. Mm-hmm. What if the you said all of a sudden they were back to two? What if that back to two was because of that? Yeah, was because that, that, of rights changing hands and all that, and they're maybe. like, okay, well now we'll go back to our plan for two, so oh. we can involve them in the second half. Oh man, you want to talk about fucking printing gold? Like, oh man. That's that's everything that's everything we'd ever want. That's that's not only that's that's bringing the cinematic X Men. Now uh, there's all this is a whole podcast discussion. I mean, they'd have to do it right. There's a big there's yeah. a big discussion like okay, are they actually like let's say Wolf, let's take Wolverine just for example. Would they actually put him in his classic Wolverine outfit, or would they try to somehow scale it up? You know, make it look more like humany, or would they say fuck it, we're gonna make him what he wants to be? How are they gonna treat them? Mm-hmm. Who are the actors? They're they're j- are they just gonna show up and have no backstory, and they're gonna Spider Man Homecoming, and you just better know who the X Men are. Uh, how how would they handle it? And I would say I hope they handle it good, but I don't care. It's in the MCU's hands. I trust them. The, the, for them to not only bring the X-Men back, but to reintroduce them in a part where this is like the fucking penultimate MCU story currently. Whew. 
That's a recipe for holy. I would vomit in the fucking. <laughs> yeah, I would scream vomit in the theater. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I bet one our could, audience loved that. One can one can only hope, and haven't got anywhere close to this when it comes to video yeah. game movies. Not for it's, lack of trying either. Good lord. It, it is a good point, though. You know what. I imagine it would have nothing to do with the other movies, but at some point, I think it may need to. They may need to take certain things. Yeah. Um, again, depending on how the rights go and what they can actually build off of, if anything. Mm-hmm. But looking at it from the established MCU perspective, where do these tie in to the Inhumans from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or the... Uh, uh, powered people is what I guess they'd fall under powered people, um, mm-hmm. mutants wouldn't that just kind of be the term they'd go with? Yeah, I, I would think that, and, and just talking about the X Men perspective mm-hmm. here, the fact that there's a reality gem, I'm sure, or reality stone, I they could do it, they could sure. wing it somehow. They could trans. Doctor Strange could pull some fucking voodoo magic that fucks with the with the with the reality gym, and it they're just zipping through multiple realities, multiple, and they stop at one place because of a hit from Hulk. Who knows? And they wind up in the same exact place, but the X Men are here, hmm. and then they get stuck there forever. That's where they are, and they're like, "Yeah, we're a fucking thing. We're the X Men. You know, we're, we 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 know who you are, Tony Stark." Do you know who Reed Richards is? Because he's involved in this world, too, you know? <laughs> hey, meet fucking Hank McCoy. He's beast. Yes, Spider-Man, we know who you are. We all, You act like we don't know who you are. We're all in the same universe. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, makes sense. Reality Stone. Got it. Yeah. I just <sighs> I just hope it's it would be done in a way that wouldn't be forced. You yeah. know, that, that makes sense and is a way for them to do it. And even if they did it that way, I would hope that it would seem more fluid, you know? Yeah. I'm saying this is a big fan. Holy shit, it would be awesome. But in sure. reality, I want the X-Men to come back. I want the X-Men to be in, in on the big screen. I want the MCU to take control of the X-Men and start doing, hell, you do it like you did the MCU. Make this a fucking 10, 15-year thing. I don't care. But treat it with that care. Yeah. We need to walk away from these. We need X-Men to come back. We need to be. We need X Men to not be this fucking. Oh, we're now. It's the Inhumans now because mutants is. Blah, blah, blah. Fuck all that dumb shit. Bring the X Men back. They are iconic. They always have been. They always will be, and treat them with care. Do I, Michael of the End of Time cast, want to see Wolverine on the big screen in his fucking yellow tights and blue boots? Yeah, fuck <laughs> you. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. There are fan movies out there where he is in that costume and it looks fucking great. I have watched a fan movie of Wolverine fight the Predator, and I didn't see him in that costume and go, oh, man, Chris, in live action, Wolverine looks like doo-doo. It's like, no, that is a fucking fan creation where somebody has little to no budget, and they made Wolverine look awesome. So if they can do it, imagine what the MCU can do. Absolutely. Look at the MCU, what they've done with fucking Iron Man. Iron Man was a write-off half-nobody to most of the comic nerds that I know and he is the epicenter of this shit now. Mm-hmm. Look at Captain America. Captain America, by design, is just a guy with. The, he's a fucking steroided hero of the USA. <laughs> Whoopty fucking do. Go watch Civil War and tell me how you feel about him now. 
So mm-hmm. take that care and put that toward that version of Wolverine. Yeah, I think they can do it. I hope they will. But Chris, yeah, enough of this. This is not the MCU episode. We'll have that one day, maybe. <laughs> I mean, we pretty much covered it. But <laughs> we pretty much did. This this might be this might be a doozy episode, but that's not why we're here today. Full behind the curtains for the audience. Chris and I had a topic for today. I'm pretty sure him and I, he and I both were in the homework phase of getting this shit done. And I sent Chris a message a couple days ago, and I said, Chris, I don't think we're going to talk about that topic. I think we're going to talk about something completely different. And he agrees. Today, today's topic is something that we haven't done necessarily in this podcast yet. It's not something that we plan to do. We are not trying to ride some hype train, and we're not here to sell you a game. Maybe we are. We are, but not <laughs> not for Sony's good wishes, for our good wishes. Mm-hmm. Today we're going to be talking about God of War, the 2018 PlayStation 4 release of God of War. (sighs) Let me get some disclaimers out here, Chris. Let me get some out here early. Number one, we're going to do our best to spend a little bit of time, 10, 15 minutes, who knows what. We're going to try to give you a little bit of spoiler-free review. Yeah. We're going to do a little bit of gushing about this before we get into actual spoilers because there are some. And I'll get into all that when I start talking about things. But something I want to make very clear. If you, because I am this person, and Chris just submitted to it earlier that he's had it happen to him too. If you are the type of person that plays video games, and you hear 70 million fucking people ringing in your ear, you need to play this game. This game is great. This game is a 10 out of 10. This is God's gift to gaming, blah, 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 blah. And you get to that point where you're like, you know what? I'm sick and tired of hearing about it. I don't even want to play the game now. Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't. I feel like I have this unex- this expectation it'll never meet. Uh, speaking for Chris, mind you, I think him and I both are about to gush the fuck out of this game. So if you're the type of person that do- you, you're actually turned off by hearing excessive talking and, 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 and goodwill, I would suggest you pause this episode or put some kind of marker on it to where you know where you are, look at the timestamp, and come back to it after you've played it. Come back to it after you've experienced it. And at least make it do the spoiler-free part. And if you beat it, hey, mm-hmm. re- listen all the way through. Um, I understand and respect that that can happen to people that like, man, I, I listen to this podcast and these guys talk seven hours about this thing and then I just didn't even want to fucking watch the movie anymore. I didn't even have it because I get that. You might want to steer clear because bombs are about to be dropped. Um, number two, like I said at the beginning, this is not we're th- This was not paid. Chris bought his copy. I bought my copy. This has nothing to do with Sony and we are not necessarily a video game review podcast. This game, this shit would have happened back in Breath of the Wild. If 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 Adam when Adam was here, if Adam had Breath of the Wild, this would have happened. But a lot of Breath of the Wild talk with him was spoiler free because he hadn't played the game. Mm-hmm. Chris and I both are actively playing this game right now and both have a lot to say. So we're not saying every other episode is gonna be some game review. Uh we're not a video game review per se. We talk about it all. This game, uh, this game has rocked my socks, and I wanted to talk about it. <laughs> I wanted to make today's. I, I I I started thinking about it. Like even if I dedicated an hour to Chris's week and my week, and we just say fuck it, let's just just talk about God of War. No, 
this is episode. Uh, it may even go, it's probably going to go over three hours a day. And I'm sorry, mm-hmm. not sorry. Uh, so uh, I feel that those are my disclaimers out of the way. Uh, some business right off the bat, Chris. Yeah. Without spoiling as best as you can, just so I can gauge where you mm-hmm. are, where are you at in this game right now? So right this minute, I'm fighting a boss that I spent two hours on, but I'll get there um, mm-hmm. talking about it. Mm-hmm. But uh, as far as story goes, I believe we are roughly at the same point. Mm-hmm. My mm-hmm. question to you is, okay. have, have you made the leap? Let me think. Let me think. They specifically tell you before you do it, you know, if you want to get your equipment in order, you should probably do it now. No. Okay. No. All right. So I am slightly ahead of you, and I believe Mm -hmm. you're probably doing side stuff at the moment. You got it. Yep. Okay. Okay. So I think story-wise, we're essentially at the same spot. I might be one boss ahead of you. Yeah. Once we get into spoiler territory, I know you and I can can narrow that down more. This yeah. is more for the spoiler free audience, so they so they mm-hmm. so they get an idea. Um. Yeah, we're talking about God of War today, folks. I have a lot to say. I this is the, I, I I know the audience has probably been saying this for the longest time, and even I've been saying it. Man, as I'm doing this thing, I need to take notes. I've been taking notes. I got notes right here. Not a shit ton. <laughs> not like four pages worth. Don't freak out. Mm-hmm. But I have been taking notes. I just have three. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's just three. <laughs> it's just three books worth of notes. Uh, I have literally been going step by step in this game. And one, when something cool, interesting, thing I didn't like, whatever, I've got them all broken down into categories. When it was something that I felt noteworthy, I took a note on it. Duh. Also, on that vein, I have close to three gigs worth of saved content in this game <laughs> from pictures and movies. The, uh, I know, Chris, you've seen me posting a couple little pictures and videos on my Facebook page. Yeah. That's, I think, uh, I wish my wife was in here. She could she could remember for me. I think I'm up to like 300 and something pictures. Jesus. Because right off right off the bat. Okay, well, I mean, that, that's not, that's, I like, I take, I take screenshots because I make mm-hmm. them into my, I make them into my wallpapers for my computer. And um, I'm going to say right off the bat. Right off the bat, Chris, this game is fucking gorgeous. Oh, yeah. this That's game, my first note. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, let me look at mine. Definitely feel a difference in tone. Okay, I didn't actually... I think because I just knew I was going to talk about this as sure. a whole. I, I want to say it I want to say it with this. there, And I wish I had the actual titles on hand so I could make this reference. Maybe even The Witcher, but I think The Witcher was the first that this actually happened. I cannot count via podcast, video game review, whatever, where somebody will make a statement that's like, at this game, this game is gorgeous. This game pushes the boundaries of what we know as graphics and gaming. Or this the the this game looks so good, like I didn't mm-hmm. it was I didn't under I didn't believe how incredibly gorgeous this game was gonna look. And then I'll go play the game and I go, yeah, it's like it's like a seven out of ten for looks, yeah, but mm-hmm. it's not blowing my mind. This game, I have. This is the one that's. This is the. This is that for me. From the start of this game, not only have I taken snapshots all fucking over the place, but I have stopped at random places and different areas of this game and not did a fucking thing and just panned the fucking camera around slowly and looked at details. Mm-hmm. My 
God, the level of detail people have put into the scenery and landscape and, and zones and theming of areas in this game is incredible. I will walk by a wall and see, like, granary moving. I'll see, like, stuff blowing in the wind and then walk 20 feet and see, uh, like, a intricately carved statue and then walk another 30 feet and see, like, a cave side wall that has... No repeating patterns. It looks like somebody literally carved it out with some fucking program. And like this is this wall is very specific. It's on its own and so on and so forth. Yeah. From- one, one of the things I noticed at the very beginning, you know, you have the intro, the introduction. You no, know, it's the basically a cinematic. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, OK, this looks nice. And then I'm, I'm waiting for the actual gameplay to start so I can see, you know, where the transition is. Mm-hmm. It's pretty seamless. Don't see it. Yeah. Yeah. There are so many times where something will happen and it will take the, when it usually I can tell the moment it takes the control out of my hand. Mm-hmm. There are so many times where I couldn't like yeah. it just it would roll into a scripted scene and I would be like, where was the where's the downscale of graphics? Like mm-hmm. when you play games long enough, you you can see it. You can see where like this is going into a slight FMV. Or, you know, like, like I said earlier, they, they, they've, they've scaled down the resolution on my NPC a little bit so it can flow. Or, or once it goes from the movie back in my hands, like I can tell. They upscaled it for the cutscene, and now it's downscaled because it's back in my hands. Yeah. You can see the character's head like lock into a certain position or arms lock into a certain way. It's very hard to see that in this game. Yeah, and Seamless, almost. I- I, I'm going to try to be the um, balance to your gushing through this. Um, <laughs> what I That's will fine. say is I think they focused more on Kratos and not as much on the kid. Mm-hmm. Um, because I have noticed parts where the kid do- isn't as high quality. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it, it's still good. It's not bad by any means, but it's certainly not the level of detail they put on Kratos. Yeah, the times that you that you can focus on him a lot because if it's if it's scenery, I mean, ninety percent of the scenes in that game revolve those two. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're going to revolve around them right. two together, talking or interacting with the world. But when they're out in the world, it's it's hit or miss. You get fifty fifty. You may see Atreus in your scope, your line of sight. You may not because mm-hmm. he's off. He's behind you, shooting arrows to help you out. Or he's just meandering and just talking and, 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 and making notes. Hey, what's this? Pointing shit out to you in a video game yeah. yet non-video game way. Holy crap. I love that so much. I was yes. I was at a point where I was stuck on a puzzle trying to figure out. I wasn't even a puzzle, I don't think. It was just like, yeah. where am I supposed to go now? Because I couldn't see the any obvious markers on the wall of where I was supposed to climb. I'm like, all right, I'm pretty sure I have to climb somewhere. But I think I do. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden he's like, what's that up there? And I turn to look where he is and he's looking up at something. I'm like, yes. oh, that's where I need to go. Yes. Okay. Now, yeah. so balanced when he does that too. You know, mm-hmm. he, I, so many, fu- now, uh, oh, by the way, just for just for reference, uh, and I don't even, there's no reason why I picked this, mm-hmm. uh, but I have the difficulty set on like the minimum, like the balanced okay. one right now. Just I was for going now. to ask you. I'm playing on the hardest. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I'm playing on balance because I remember the hair-pulling bullshit that came out of God of War 2 and 3, the come-on-buddy shit that I got that just was just 
Mm-hmm. It didn't seem fair. And I said, you know, I don't want that with this. I want to have a very, I just, I, I wanted to play it as borderline as I could. And uh, it, sh- it has not been that fucking easy, even on this setting in certain areas. But that, what I'm, what I'm, the reason why I'm saying all this is because I know games that will, you will walk into an area and a fucking pop up will come up and say, hey, you know, maybe you should turn a crank. And you're mm-hmm. like, I didn't even know that I could. Oh, I didn't know that I could turn <laughs> cranks. Oh, what do you know? There's a crank on that wall. Oh, so that's the that's the solution. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You walk into a room in here, and Atreus will run around, and he'll you'll kill enemies, and he'll he may do some things, but it takes time. It'll take a long time for him to go. Hey, what's this over here? Yeah. Like it's not like, oh man, I failed this puzzle twice. He was gonna give you the solution and move on with life. Mm-hmm. No, you need to work at it. Also, what I love about this character, as far as a helper, is that when he's when you're out in the world, if you are in an area that I don't know if you've seen this yet, but if you're in an area and you've basically cleared out everything, you or Kratos will be like, Yeah, I think we're done here. Like, I was in an area uh, last um, night, and I was looking for treasure chests and looking for treasure chests, and I was like, I think I think there's more. I think there's more. You can catch him saying context clues like, man, I hope there's some good loot in the area. I'm like, <laughs> okay, he's still saying that. The but first I'm, time I heard him say that, it just made me laugh. Yeah. I was like, and, okay, this kid just said loot. Yeah. And uh, well, did he did he really say loot? I actually yes, pulled that he literally okay. says loot. Well, that's okay. That's okay. You know, whatever. I'm cool with it. That, <laughs> that may be how fucking Norse people said treasure. I don't know. And it it is loot. But anyway, anyway, I found this treasure chest finally after about 20 minutes of searching around and running back and forth. Which I don't fucking mind backtracking in this game, Chris. Imagine that because holy fuck, this game is gorgeous. But I found the treasure chest. I it didn't happen immediate. It wasn't immediate, like, okay, guy, time to do something else. I was walking around the island a little bit more. I went to go pick up a couple health potions from a battle I just fought, and I was walking. I wasn't making my way back to the boat yet. And he was like, yeah, I think we found everything here, Dad, or something like that. And I was like, Mm -hmm. and then it clicked. I was thinking back all throughout this game that I'm like, that's already happened. He's been doing this this whole time. He is a in-game, in-context clue to finding shit in this game in a non-obvious way. Yeah. He doesn't walk up to you and take the control from your hands and go, hey, I think you found everything here. Maybe you should move on. <laughs> or the the game doesn't freeze and a menu pops up and says, "This is you should look for seven out of ten treasure chests in this area. He just, hey, Dad, we should look for some stuff, huh? He, subtle hints, but done so well. Yeah, and just to be clear uh, to the audience, on the map... There are completion percentages for zones. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't tell you what everything is if you haven't seen it before. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you have eight entries on the list, but four of them are unknown or undiscovered. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't just flat out tell you everything that's going to be in that area unless you've encountered it before. There is a solid balance in this game of video game being a video game and a mm-hmm. video game being like narratively driven trying to make trying to put on a a good face you know it's not in your face super duper hold your hand and it's not not it's not trying to treat you like an asshole it it's it's balanced and i like that um 
Oh, man, I want to get into spoiler shit so bad. So, uh, I, I've got a list, and I'm going to go mm-hmm. down this list with you as best we can without me hogging the show. All right. Um, I'm just going to real quick give my give some some spoiler free shit for the folks, and we're going to roll into spoilers. Uh, folks, hands down, you should play this game. Uh, would I recommend this to like maybe the casual group? Sure. Put that bitch on the easiest mode if it gets too hard for you and say you you need to experience this game. Mm-hmm. This for many reasons, from from the visual aspect, from the sound design, from the combat itself, to the interaction between a father and a son, to the way that they handle Norse mythology in this game, which for Kratos is out of the fucking blue, but it's worked in so well. For the con- the controls, the feel, everything. This is a solid, a fucking rock solid video game, and I I think everybody should play it. Uh, f- however, you need to get past difficult parts, sure. And if you're a <laughs> super hardcore gamer where balanced is a easy breezy cover girl story for you, put it up on hard like Chris did. Go for it. There's challenge there. Believe me, I know oh, I'm a yes. novice. I know I'm a novice, but I've already found quite a few challenges, and I'm on the balance mode, folks. So. Here's here's my take on it. I think, and I'll talk more in detail about this once we get into spoiler territory, but I think that my experience is somewhat less because I'm on the hardest difficulty. Yeah. Um, yeah. If we're going to play on a harder difficulty, play on the second to hardest. It's the one above what you start on. So I think it basically, you know, normal is what you start on. Mm -hmm. Then there's hard and then this is, you know, ultra hard or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. Um because you can't change the difficulty and tells you this at the start menu yeah. uh, when you're starting the game, you can't change it off the hardest difficulty. So it, yeah. it, it's not one of those things I can backtrack. Yeah. Um, I lost my opportunity to do that after three hours in, I went, Nope, I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't recommend it. Not yeah. for a first playthrough. Uh, yeah. Uh, if, if, if you're that person that has to be challenged and you desire the strongest challenge and all that, by all means, it's there for you. Trust me. It's there for you. But if you want to just, okay, if you're just a Joe Blow gamer, what's this about? Put that, buy this shit, put it on the easiest difficulty and run through it. Because mm-hmm. this shit needs to be experienced. There is so many good things about this game. And I honestly, I have problems on here, but I almost feel like I'm nitpicking. They're mm-hmm. not like, okay, Chris, I stopped the game, I put the controller down, fuck this shit, walk out of the theater, I didn't get my money's worth. No, it's more like, eh. Not really that big of a deal. Yeah. Um, and I've actually considered, <clears throat> we'll see how I feel when I'm actually done with it. I've actually considered going back and playing through again on the easiest yeah. difficulty just so I can get more of the experience and not be so concerned with dying in one shot constantly. Yeah. I'd um, imagine. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, I want to look at this area. Sorry, I'm running away from enemies. Can't. Yeah. Um, I'm. I do give uh, review scores. I'm I'm that asshole that does that. I actually use the old GamePro review score to do that. I'm holding off my review score right now, but I'm telling you, folks, it's up there. I can definitely tell you right now, as far as 2018 goes, just 2018, oh, fuck yes, best thing I've played all year. Yeah. Hands fucking down. Uh, greatest game of all time, top 10, 15 material, all that shit. That's later. That's later. I have mm-hmm. to beat this game, and I need to walk away from it for a while and, and breathe, and right. I'll talk about it more after the fact. But I'm in this shit right now. And, again, as the spoiler-free thing wraps up, it's just you, you got to play it. 
I recommend this. Highly, highly recommend it. I paid the full price for this game. I, I didn't get the special edition, none of that shit. I got the standard game. And I am not fucking joking. About 10 hours in, I said, I'm, this it's paid for itself. It's hard. It's done. Mm-hmm. Said, Whatever I'm getting after this is bonus. And it just kept getting better and better and better and better, 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 better. All right. All right. So if if is that are you are you good too, Chris? Yeah. Said what you said. Spoil the free stuff. Good for you. All right. So just by looking at the recording time clock, we're looking around two thirty ish. I'm gonna make an official note on the recording and I'll put it somewhere down there. But as of this moment, right now of this episode of this podcast, we are going to be talking about God of War in a spoiler free mode. Uh, we are going to be talking story, story surprises, plot line, uh, just shit that just happens in the game. And look, this is kind of this this game is kind of like Breath of the Wild in this sense, where I'm I will say something that I know is not a story spoiler, but it will spoil something for you because you won't get to experience it for the first time. Yeah, you will see that shit coming, and you'll be like, oh yeah, that's that thing they talked about. Fuck that. If you have not played this game yet, thank you for listening to this episode. Come back to it later at this time code. Uh, we're hit. We're hitting spoilers, so you have been fair. You have been fairly warned. And here we go. All right. So, as as shitty as this sounds, <laughs> I made these notes, Chris, and I okay. divided them up into I want to say five different categories. Uh, okay. I've got some. I've got some general notes, just shit that I've noticed throughout the game. Mm-hmm. I've got some moments like this is. Remember when this thing happened? Yeah. And I, I made a note. Uh, I've got detail moments where I love these. These are things that are in a game that you see where you're like, you know what? That's they didn't have to do that, but I'm glad they did. Mm-hmm. Like example, when I will never forget this to this day. When the first time I played Metroid Prime. And I went through, I think, the Magmore Caverns for the first time. And I walked underneath fog, and the, ins- the, the her mask got fogged up. I was like, that is detail. I like that. I like yeah. that they took the time to put that in there. Uh, again, in Metroid Prime, there was a time where an explosion happened, and the reflection actually bounced off, the, the brightness bounced off her face, and you could see her face in the visor. I was like, that's detail. I like that. So I took some detail notes in this game. But, I mean, holy shit. You would be here all day taking detailed <laughs> notes. Am, am I wrong? No. There's, there is deep, like, it's almost like Sony had, like, 400 individual people, and they divided, like, okay, okay, uh, John, John Doe, this is a boat, okay, this boat is going to be in the Lake of the Nines, okay, it's just going to be off on the side, it may have a treasure chest underneath, I want you to, I want you to, over a five-month period of time, craft this boat i want to see intricate detail in the in the woodwork i want to see carvings that don't match each other i want to see the wood grain to be different i want this boat to be unique i do not want you to take this boat and then copy paste it over here in vanaheim and then copy paste it over here on this other side of the lake i have seen that all over this place when i went to that elf place for the first time Mm -hmm. oh my god anyway 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 uh, <laughs> I made quality of life notes where mm-hmm. something in the mechanics or the combat or something where I was like, "That's I'm glad they did that. That helps. That That's good in comparison to what other games do or what God of War is known for. Good thing they did that. And last, 
uh, is the uh, problems, which I do have some. I have some issues okay. with them. But again, nothing, nothing in this game has made me go. Aside from the frustrating combat moments with mm-hmm. which kind of like Dark Souls, you realize combat's your fault if you fuck up. I've had a few times where it's been like that's cheap, but most of the time, most of the time it's been my fault. Yeah. There this game, Chris, takes a lot of shit from other games, and I'm cool with that. I'm totally fine with it. The, the, uh, I don't know where to begin. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't know I where was to begin. uh I I was I was waiting actually to see if you would make a Souls reference. It's um, yeah. Because I wasn't sure what it was like on the difficulty you're playing on, but on hardest, I feel like the experience I'm getting is what you get when you play souls yeah it is hard it is unforgiving yes and it is brutal and i hate it but i cannot let this go right now yeah i got three hours into the game i played three hours friday night and i was like all right this is tough i'm already having issues it's the very beginning of the game i played three hours Mm -hmm. and i'm struggling at points Mm -hmm. i'm like all right before i pick it up in the morning again I have to make a decision. Am I going to restart? It's only three hours. It's not a lot to redo, especially because I'll be skipping story stuff, you know, to get back where I was. Am I going to do this? And I, I started playing and I was like, I can't. I just, surely it would get better. Yeah. It doesn't. <laughs> the, and this is a, this is partly a mechanics thing because there's no way to get overpowered. Not really. Yeah. Even if you max out your skills by getting experience, which you really can't grind experience other than completing the side things. You have to go way back to his own, having things even respawn. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's only certain areas. Certain areas never respawn from what I've seen ever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So you can't just sit there and, oh, I need to be stronger. So I'm going to go grind my souls. No, you're going to progress through the story and eventually you'll get a stronger weapon. Yep. Um, or you'll get to upgrade your weapon rather until then. Good luck. I hope you have the right accessories you want on for your type of play. Deal with it. Yeah. And that, uh, we got two things going on right here and I'm going to try to do both of them. Hmm. Uh, you're talking about something that you didn't like. I'm going to, I'm going to roll that into my, into my problems list. I'm going to get all the bad shit out of the way. What little feet, what little things there are, but that way that you're talking about is actually how I've been playing this whole game. I'll get through I'll get through two or three big plot or story arcs mm-hmm. and when I get back to the main uh the main area, uh there was actually one time where uh Atreus was like, "Hey, uh you know, we could go to the main story or or we can go talk to yeah. this person or we can go run around the world." It's he does really that a choice. Lot. He actually yeah. says that. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I do because I'll play enough of the story that I that I want to, and I'll just go fuck around the world. And going to fuck around the world pays off in spades mm-hmm. on many levels because there are times in this game where the main hub world expands when somebody talks to the world serpent or whatever, and the world or uh, the the water gets lowered. Every time it gets lowered, more shit gets unveiled. Yeah. Every time you get a new world-altering power-up, you can explore more shit in the world. The game opens up and opens up and opens up. And I know it's going to end eventually. I get that. But the progressive way 
the the level of progression that they give to you is fucking awesome. Uh, and it has helped me uh, upgrade, but I've never felt like I was overpowered. Mm-hmm. I've never felt like I'm just going to bitch whip this game. Never. Not even at this difficulty. I've gone around, I think, at least three time, three times now. Two were early game, and there was a big chunk of the game where I didn't. And now I've done it recently. Now where I am right now, I literally just came off the end of doing another lap of, uh, let's just go around to all the areas I've already been. And they're, they're changed. There's more stuff that's been opened. There's more scenery that's been unlocked. There's more uh, interactable, uh, interactable objects that you, can, that you can interact with that you couldn't before because the water in the whole hub world has lowered and mm-hmm. more shit's accessible. Um, I love the way they've done that. I love the way. Lovely. Let me let me ask a question just to uh-huh. clear up something, just to make sure. Try, try to get this to scale. Okay. Starting at the beginning of the game, this is really mainly at the beginning, but does proceed through. When an enemy's attack flashes red, meaning it's unblockable. Correct. At the beginning of the game and throughout, however you want to gauge it, do those things one-shot you? Pretty much. Okay. There are many of them to have several occasions. Now, again, I haven't ground, and I, I'm going to say that, for lack of a better phrase, I'm going to say grinding because you do need to grind a little bit to upgrade, but you can't, you can't just go around the world over and over and over and over again and farm resources. Mm-hmm. They pretty much put static enemies in the world, and if you go out of your way and go go fight them and kill them, yeah, you'll get some upgrades. But when they're gone, they're gone, mm-hmm. and they don't by tier upgrade like there's not just a laundry list of armor available for you your armor gets unlocked over time and the upgrades for them are automatically there but you got to go find the materials so they progress Mm -hmm. you through this game pretty well um there are there were there have been several times uh most notably one that pops into my head immediately was the first time i ran into uh uh wolvers where Mm -hmm. Uh, they were not the story wolvers that I came across. I was doing yeah. one of my around the world uh, side quests, just fucking around and go exploring things, and I found two of them on a beachhead. And mm-hmm. yeah, red claws came out one shot. If if not dead, I went down to like a sliver of a bar, and I was like, oh fuck! And then a little bitch shot, I'm dead. <laughs> That's happened yeah. okay. for different enemies across the board. If not one shot damn close like they fuck you up they so so it sounds like there's not a dramatic difference but almost every unblockable shot will one shot you on the hardest difficulty yeah almost every single one it's very and especially before you get health upgrades they will um i think i've survived shots now only because first i have resistances to certain types now you know i'll equip them for certain fights Mm -hmm. but also because i just have so much health now See, um, I worry, it's, it's your game, play how you want to, but I do mm-hmm. feel that this is this is skewing your playthrough because almost every enemy for you is a severe issue. For me, mm-hmm. I've had enemies where I'm like, okay, I can handle one or two of you. Oh, okay, I can handle three or four. Oh, there's one of you, boom, dead. Oh, fuck mm-hmm. no. I am not where I need to be or I need to, you're way too powerful. I need to get better. Yeah. If I ran across every enemy with that get good mentality, I don't know. Hell, not even I don't even think well, yeah, Dark Souls does that. No. I don't know. 
I, I, I do compare it a lot to a way a Souls game work, works without the ability to gain souls. <laughs> yeah. It's just like yeah. static improvements. And uh, I, I don't feel that I'm enjoying combat like I should because I am literally trying to stay as far away from enemies as I can. I don't attack up close unless I absolutely have to. Mm-hmm. I, God, if I if I go through this game doing nothing but throwing my axe, I I don't know. <laughs> I I've spent a lot of time on fights throwing my axe over mm-hmm. and over and over and over. When I got a talisman, and it's certainly underpowered as far as stats go, but it has a perk that has a chance to give me health back when I do Ooh. a headshot with my throwing axe. Oh yes. I have not unequipped that since I got it because I have needed it, needed it to get through parts of this game yep. because I, there are not enough health things to keep me up. I have to literally sit there and hit headshots as much as I can. And the rest of it is dodging and spamming my square button for the uh, arrows to be fired. When Atreus throws me a health bonus and then you can upgrade how much health he throws you. I'm like, mm-hmm. thank you, son. Thank you. I wish it happened more often. Let me <laughs> uh, let me talk about that before I go into my problems okay. list. Uh, so let me let me tell this now. I guess I put I should have put this in the spoiler free area because uh, one thing that that kind of deters people from games like this is even having a AI partner with you. Mm-hmm. And I get that you get that escort mission mentality, except that it's expanded to a, it's an escort game. I get that. I totally get yeah. why people be deterred. That's not this game. No, not at all. Atreus is a fucking godsend helper. He helps you all throughout the game, pointing out secrets, telling you when an enemy's about to attack, telling you where it, where enemy fire is coming from. Hey dad, take this, giving you a health bonus. Uh, pointing out secrets, pointing out things that you may have missed, finding details in the game, taking notes for you so you can go back and find them later if you don't remember them. He, and uh, here's the best part, folks. He's fucking invincible. You don't, yeah. There is no escort to Atreus. Atreus goes the world unscathed. Now, whether well, this is a narrative choice yeah. or not, well, yeah, but you know what I mean. <laughs> whether this is a narrative choice or not, I'm not sure. But the first time I noticed this was the first area that had poison pod type things. And I walked in and got hit and I had like half my health. I was like, oh, shit. And I backed out. Atreus runs his little happy ass in there and fights and damn near kills an enemy for me. <laughs> I threw an axe. I killed the enemy. Atreus stands there in the poison. Mm-hmm. And I, you know what? I said, I'm going to wait. Not, 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 I wasn't watching like his graphics or seeing how he handles it or... Or critically tearing apart if he doesn't talk and if I was I just waited. I was like, well, okay, we'll see. Didn't die. There was no health bar that popped up. It didn't take mm-hmm. no damage. He did. Oh, Dad, throw me a health potion. No. As soon as another enemy popped up, he ran. Dad, I got you and shot an arrow over my <laughs> shoulder and ran to get the next guy. Yeah. Do you, do, folks? If you ever have a problem with escort missions, this is your guy because you don't have to fucking worry about him. Not mm-hmm. only do you not have to worry about Atreus, he helps you. A lot. And if that doesn't appeal to you, I brought this up last episode. This is just something I've noticed about me over the long years, be it movies, video games, whatever. There is a father-son aspect to this game. And both in the game, video game-wise, and narratively speaking, it is done so fucking good. 
uh, one of my notes right off the bat was he calls him father. Yeah. He does. Kratos calls him boy, but he mm-hmm. calls him father. Now, this is a big thing in, in a lot of rumor mills before the game was released. Is he really his son? And even at the beginning of the game, you can kind of you kind of get hints here and there that maybe he's not. And I haven't beat the game yet. I don't know if I'm missing anything or maybe some big reveal is going to happen. But no, that is his son. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kratos has has after three. He left the world of Olympus, and how the fuck he wound up here, I don't know. I haven't got that far, and I haven't really asked. But he wound up here in Norse mythology territory. Apparently, met some woman. They have they they fell in love. They had a son together, and the and the woman has died. A human s- woman. A human woman, yes, of something. So. There, yeah, that's his son. That's not an adopted, from what I can tell. Again, there maybe there's some big revelation that comes at the end of the game, but as far as my story has shown me so far, Atreus is Kratos' son, natural blood son. And it's brought up throughout the game that, you know, he's a, is it, it plays a big part for a good 20, for about mm-hmm. an hour or two that, that yo, no, son, you're a god. I'll, I'm going to get to that. That's one of my moments. Yeah. How about. I. The the game was very hard hitting from the start as far mm-hmm. as story goes. Oh, God, I yeah, I did not expect her to be dead. Oh well, yeah, I I think I, I knew that. I th- did you see the trailers? I did not. I think oh, I saw okay. the E three well, one, but other than that's that, one. no. Okay, um, yeah. I knew trailers, nothing about that's this game. Even, that's even better that you didn't know that, and that hits you that way. Oh yeah, when. When they're out doing the thing, I'm like, okay, hey, father, son thing. Cool. Got it. Then he walks back in and she's there. I was like, oh. And he starts lighting the candles. Mm-hmm. Whoa, they do they call to me. And I, yeah. And, and when oh, the dude, there's so much. There's so much. The way that they have handled, that's one of actually the first notes in here I take before I get to my problems list. Definitely feel the difference in tone. Mm-hmm. That's all the way around with this game. For those that don't, for those that are new to the podcast or maybe missed an episode, I recently, because in preparation and just because I wanted to, I ran through the entire God of War trilogy again. I had played them all in the past, but it's been years and years. I haven't played the PSP, the extra games. I play God of War 1, 2, and 3 in that order. That Kratos, even in the moments where they brought sorrow into the the screen, even when the the moments in those God of Wars that were meant to be dramatic, nothing compared to Kratos in this game. They have written him in such a old, tired, yet strong, stern. Mm-hmm. It's amazing the father slash man that they have written Kratos as. The way that he treats his son, he gives the, he gives his son stern fucking life lessons. Uh-huh. But at the drop of a hat, he goes into fucking rage mode and will kill a fucking <laughs> world if he has to. He loves his son. Uh-huh. There's man that fucking scene. Ah, oh, Chris, so many moments. Mm-hmm. Just the, maybe I maybe I wrote it down. Maybe I didn't. But the scene. Uh, 
it wasn't even it didn't even have a whole cinematic dedicated to itself i was walking somewhere after he had he had realized he was a god and started being a little asshole and then he he got <laughs> yeah. he got he got his senses knocked into him he was walking somewhere with kratos and he said dad i'm sorry that i acted that way and he's like it's you know yeah it shit happens basically and he was like i should i know you were probably mad at me you probably didn't like me or whatever and he goes maybe but you're my son and i love you and I was like, God, God, this game is so good. Good game. Chris, let me get my list. I swear to God. Let me do this. All right. Okay. I'm going to list off my problems. Get all those problems out of the way. All right. Uh, problem. Subtitles were hard to see fixed with background uh, bars and blah, 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 blah. That got changed a little bit. Uh, the actual There was an update. The second to last update was actually, actually added a text increase feature. Okay. So if anybody else right now is experiencing small text, which I am, I I have a 65-inch HD fucking 4K TV in front of me, and I had to get out of my seat sometimes and squint <laughs> to see with glasses on some of the text on the screen. That's been updated a little bit. They actually have in, in the options menu, they, have a, they updated that to increase the text. So if that was an issue, there okay. you go. Uh, checkpoints. Um, go ahead. I'm, I'm thinking, just for reference... I'm playing on like a 24 inch monitor uh-huh. or 26 inch monitor. I think it's 24. Uh-huh. I haven't had any issues with the subtitles. Yeah. I think so. it's all amount of the scaling. You know, yeah. the larger you go in screen, you have your aspect ratios different. Mm-hmm. So that's that. That's probably what it is. Um, and also, Chris, by the way, if you have any, if you did, you take any notes or is it just? Me? I have a few. Yes. Okay. If if you think of any problems in this part, just fucking stop me and gush them out too. Um, checkpoints lock progress. I wanted to go back. I was forced to a checkpoint after death and had to backtrack to get where I wanted to. This has happened a couple times, uh, where I was at a place and I progressed and I died and progressed and died. And I went to backtrack to go find some stuff. And then when I died, I was like, oh, well, I can just come back to this area. Uh, There's somewhere else. And no, like the checkpoint had locked me where I was and I had to, I kept having to backtrack to where... I needed to go. Yeah, um, I'm I'm not a fan of how the saves work overall because when you save, it says save the last checkpoint, not yeah. save what I've done. But yeah. there's this weird thing where it arbitrarily saves things you do. Like if yeah. you change your equipment, that yeah. carries over. It adds that to the save. Yeah, um, there's there's been which times is good, where I- but it's odd. There's been times where, like, I walked forward, grabbed a chest, died. I walked forward. The chest, does, uh, I, I still had it. Yep. Weird shit like that. But, again, yeah, it is what it is. Uh, problem. L3 run is not as responsive as, I, as I'd like. This is, again, this is a nitpick, but I'm used to playing games where when I use my analog stick to run or mm-hmm. whatever button I use to run, if I press forward and run... <laughs> and then press the run button, I'll run. If I'm walking forward and then also turning but press the run button, I will run. This game doesn't do that. You basically have to pseudo-tank mode to run. I have to stop. I cannot be pressing left or right. I cannot be turning left or right. I have to be facing a forward direction in order to run. I can't swing into my run button, basically. Hmm. It will not let me run. Uh, this has not been updated. This is not a. I haven't sent a ticket in for anything like this. So who? Maybe it'll get addressed. Maybe it won't. I don't know. Again, I not groundbreaking because I'm so far in the game now. It's it's just a thing now. Yeah, I don't know that. I just immediately got used to it, but I don't think I've 
really had an issue with it. Yeah. Maybe it's just something it, that I don't notice. Yeah, it's if yeah, it's something you may again. It's 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 just a me thing. There may be like fifty people or maybe a hundred as to the thousands that played it. Uh, while we're on this, this is kind of a problem. This is more of a problem for PlayStation in general, not just God of War. Before I get to these last three things, Chris, how many hours in God of War do you have? I have forty-one. How do you know that? Uh, keeping track of my stream times. Bingo. That's unacceptable. That's something that's been... I, I've noticed that back when I tried to find my time for, for Persona 5. Thank God Persona 5 had a clock on your fucking save file. But this is something PlayStation needs to get around to. They need to get better at this. They need to find another way. To, they need to make this shit happen. I cannot tell what my end game time is. And you know what? We're in this generation of consoles. Fuck that. I'm going full out. I'm, 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 I'm pressing R3 and L3 and going rage mode. You need to get so much better than that that I can tell how much story progress I've made in a game and how much side quest progress I put into a game. Like this, this is ridiculous. I should not be able. To, I should not be guessing how many hours I have into a video yeah. game. My PlayStation Four has a fucking clock on it. The PlayStation Four has a way to access that clock. Keep record uh, per my save files of how many hours I played. I'm not even bashing the game company. I'm not gonna bash any company. This is Sony. Sony needs to do this. Um, for the podcast audience right now, if I had to guess, twelve, twenty-four, thirty-six. I've, I'm in. The, maybe I'm in the network of like sixty-something hours. I had three Sounds days right. off in a row, and I literally spent all three fucking days from five in the morning to twelve thirty at night playing this game. I did yeah. not stop. Yeah, let did me not stop. let me let me let me touch on that a second because I would over the weekend, Saturday and Sunday. Now I'm an hour ahead of Michael too, mm-hmm. so I wake up. Michael's already online playing God of War. Mm-hmm. I go to bed. Michael's online playing God of War. Mm-hmm. I wake up in the morning. He's back online. Yeah. Like he didn't even go to sleep. So <laughs> yeah, the way I figured looking at the timing on achievements and stuff that you got, that's how I've been comparing our progress, kind of keeping track of where we are in comparison to each other for podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, I figure you're about 12 hours ahead of me. Yeah. I, yeah. I have a, especially on my days off, I work, I, I, I 5.30 in the morning to 12.30 at night. Solid. I'm playing, unless aside from taking the bath, uh, sure. Eating, spending time with my wife, maybe going out to eat or something, and then the game's usually off unless I'm just lazy. But yeah, I'm I'm early to rise, late to sleep, playing the game. Uh, but yeah, that's just a again not a not a not a bash at God of War, but it came into play a lot in this game because I wanted to know about how many hours I've been in this game, and I, I just, just got to guess I've been playing since the the mid the day before its release i got to do an early release at, at my local game store and so uh but whatever uh uh another problem npcs locked in a specific look direction now, i've noticed this mainly with uh the dwarves when talking to them i will be facing the table and they will be carrying on a conversation and they not doing work on their bench, not doing their work on a, on a thing. They'll be doing the generic standing in place and kicking feet and waving hands and whatever, but they won't be looking at me. They'll be looking straight mm-hmm. forward. They'll just be looking off in the blue. If I take Kratos and move him around in front of him, they still won't look at me. They'll just be looking in a general direction. Just a little quality detail thing. I think they could have made that a little better, just take the fucking head and make him look at Kratos, turn the character around, but... Again, nitpick, no big deal. Um, this is a story problem I had, and maybe I missed something. Maybe you'll be able to help me out. Maybe you didn't realize it. I don't know. 
Okay. When the brothers made up, mm-hmm. I'm sure you've been to that part, yeah? Yes. Okay. Uh, when the brothers made up, I was kind of like, wait, what? How, how did this happen? Because I have loved their dynamic from the get-go. I love their little, oh, you know, I got this brother, but we don't really get along. Yeah, I got this brother. We don't really talk much these days. And the whole time, Atreus has been like, come on, guys, why don't you ever get along? And you knew it was going to happen. I mean, come mm-hmm. on, from a game perspective, you knew they were going to make up. But yeah. when they came back together, I literally just did something and came back from this area. And out of the blue, uh, what's-his-name comes up. And I understand that they're going to use that material to make that key, but... Then they just like made up and everything was perfect and yay! I I wish there would have been more of a narrative build up. I wish there would, have, especially with Atreus involved. I wish there would have mm. been more like side quest specific things that would have added more flavor to. Okay, I'm slowly pushing you back toward Brock. Okay, I'm slowly pushing you back toward your brother. But they just kind of came together and made up and everything was just fine. And I felt like eh, could have could have been um. done a little better. I'm assuming you you did all their side stuff up to that point that you could. Mm, I believe I did. Up to that point, yeah. I believe I did. Because yeah, you did. can't do the last thing until after that. Right. Um, which I have completed um, yeah. yesterday or last night. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't really have an issue with it. I thought it was okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't get hung up on it. It, it fit the moment. You know, the mm-hmm. fact that there was a material that it's like they both were going to be like, oh, we know that. Yeah, we can. Okay, yeah, we'll come together. But it was, yeah, whatever. Uh, and, and also, I think it's kind of okay because it wasn't just, oh, hey, we're back to, you know, like it used to be. Yeah. Obviously, the dynamic had changed some. Um, yeah. Going with the brand, how that was different. I thought that was a good, a good sign or symbol yeah. of their new relationship moving yeah. forward. And I like how, I do like how they played it even after the fact. Uh, the first time that I ran into Sindri after they have made up, uh, Atreus, there was a, ta- anytime there's a talk button there, I talk. Hey, let's hear it. Let's see what you got to say. And uh, Atreus was like, yeah, I'm glad that you guys made up. And it was like, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, we both fight and blah, blah, blah. He's my brother. And he's like, but uh, what are you doing here? He's like, look, I love my brother to death. Always will, but he smells so. And I was like, I <laughs> okay. So Sindri's gonna be here regardless. But y'all went the extra mile after that story thing to show that yeah, he's here for a reason. I, you guys and your fucking details, which we'll get to. Last thing, I you know what? I don't even know if I want to put this as a problem because this was a problem, and the way they did it, that they fixed it. Uh, Atreus okay. was very rude to Sindri, but. But nothing was said when the two brothers came back together. Okay, okay. So they did fix this. They did fix part of this later. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that part in the game, very yes. weighty, where Atreus was a fucking dick to Sindri. Oh yeah, like talking down to him. And I again, this is a detail thing. After that happened, Sindri's not that warm to you whenever you go to buy stuff. He's more like, mm-hmm. yeah, what do you want? Yeah, sure. I guess I can do that. Oh look, he comes to me. He he lowers himself to come to me to build his armor, <laughs> stuff like that. I was like, man, he that, he took that hard. I, I feel <laughs> that. Whenever the two brothers came together, that moment right then, and the talks that literally the conversations in the room after that scene, nothing was brought up. 
Like he was looking at Atreus and talking and laughing and Atreus was smiling while they were making the key thing together and all that. And I'm like, nothing has happened. You two did not make up. Now, later, later in another scene, one of the little talk points, uh, he was like, Sindri, I'm really sorry I was rude to you. Ah, it was okay, blah, 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 whatever. They mm-hmm. made up. And they didn't make up with a cut scene. It was just in the game there for you to have an experience if you chose to. And I love that. But I thought it was kind of odd that, like, the last time, before that brother reuniting scene happened, the last time Sindri and Atreus talked to each other, Atreus was a fucking cold asshole to him. And then he just shows up. Not only did he show up and just randomly make up with his brother and everything's great, but he did not even bring up that, hey, there's that prick kid. Hmm. But whatever. No big deal. I wonder, and you don't think you missed that dialogue option before that? That's what I think. I may have missed something, but I always talk to them. Mm -hmm. Like, every time I go by that bench, I'm always going to the bench anyway. Even if I don't want to buy anything, I go because I want to see if something new was opened or unlocked or if I found some artifacts because I was button mashing through, like, seven treasures and there was, like, an (laughs) artifact in there and I want to sell it off. And every time I see that dot, dot, dot in the triangle for talk, I always talk. Maybe I did, but I'm saying if I did, it's a it's just a highly it's highly unlikely. Yeah. Um, Maybe I'll go back and look at my footage and see if I can determine what order I saw them in. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna move on to the, all the little notes I took. But any problems okay. from you, Chris? Uh, no, nothing. Okay. So, I obviously the game as a whole is very well balanced. Mm-hmm. Um, you, like you said, you gain new weapon power-ups, new armor and stuff pretty, pretty much when you should. Um, I, if I was playing on a lower difficulty, I don't think I'd have any problem with it, but I think on the hardest difficulty, something needs to be adjusted. So, yeah. Um, cause it's, it's just so hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're they're going to look at you and they're going to go, well, you did yeah. pick the hardest. I, I know. So. And, and it does, It just saying it feels silly, but I do feel like <laughs> something's a little off. It feels, I don't, I don't know a better way to put it, but too hard, even for the hardest difficulty. There are moments yeah. where it's just yeah. like, this doesn't make sense. Let me let me tell you let me tell you at least one time there I have no problem no no fucking shame here folks I'm not playing this game to earn my trophy my trophies have already been earned in life uh, there are quite a few enemies in this game be it single or grouped together and even bosses that have fucked me up I have died several times in this game and I'm on the balance difficulty okay one instance even this was recently this was like two days ago where I'm like this is my fault. I should have just done my fucking homework. I was fighting two revenants, same time, in some mm-hmm. side quest area. And I fought them before, and I've, I've, I've killed them in whatever manner I did. But something I've noticed about them is that I almost cannot fucking hit them. I will use whatever weapon I want to use, and it seems like they dodge. They dodge, they dodge, they fly away. I got to turn the camera around. They dodge, they back up, they back up. I can't fucking hit you. Well, that's their gimmick. You have to use Atreus' arrows. Uh, God damn it, Christian, beat me to it. (laughs) But no, 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 you're absolutely right. So I... I said, you know what? This game has told me, and even Atri- not Atri- but the game has told me in the little hints section between the levels, hey, 
if you're having trouble with the enemy, pull up in the pull up in the notes, which basically which Atreus has taken for you, basically, mm-hmm. and read up on it. And I'm like, you know, I remember a young stupid me that said, you know what, I'm gonna brute force my way through Dark Souls, and then I got my fucking ass kicked. And then when I went back through Dark Souls and started the game over and read the fucking tutorials, I was like, oh. I can kick somebody. Oh, I should be using roll more often. Oh, I can parry and repost. What do you know? So I said, okay, if I'm going to be a big boy about this, let me go in this fucking book and let's see something about the, the, the revenants. What am I doing wrong? And the book tells you, per the notes that Atreus has taken for you, hey, these enemies will dodge everything, but if Atreus can shoot them with an arrow, he can stun them. And probably stun them for a good time for you to get enough hits in. And also, they're, they seem to be more prone to taking damage from bludging and attacks. So maybe not use your blades. Use your fists. Next time, ran into a revenant. I took my axe. I put it away. I shot one bolt with Atreus. I dashed over there. One punch, two punch, three punch, R3 pumped, R3 hit, revenant dead. And I said, my fucking God, I have I have torn the non-existent hair out of my head fighting these fucking guys. And there was a way to kill them pretty much easy the whole time if I had just paid attention. If yeah, I had just listened. Here's a difference on my difficulty. Um, I can't risk it. If they hit me, I can take like two hits from a revenant and die. Yeah. Um, so what I have to do is I will shoot the arrows, and then I'll throw my axe. Otherwise, yeah. I stand there with my shield up, and sometimes when I face them, I won't even throw my axe. Mm-hmm. I'll just literally stand there with my shield up, spamming the square button for arrows to hit, and eventually kill it. But Because I don't want to risk dying. But here's the good thing about the shield, just talking about the shield in this game. Uh, as long as you time it correctly, and it can be blocked or dodged, that shield blocks everything. Yeah. If it can be blocked and you time it right, there can be. There is no shield. That now there are hits that will that will throw you off. There are enemies' powerful hits that will you will take the shield hit, but you'll be thrown back. But they give you time to move. But there's no like gamey gimmicky bullshit about it. If you block, that shield will block. Um. All right. Well, let me get into my notes list. Uh, this all is the. Right. Uh, just general things I noticed and just decided to take notes about. No real specific category. Um, the boy looks like a child Jim, Jeremy Renner. <laughs> I pointed this out to my wife and she said, yeah, I, I see it a lot. Uh, Jeremy Renner, for those that don't know him by name, you know him by Hawkeye in Avengers. This oh, boy okay. looks like a, a child Hawkeye. He even has a bow, so that fits even better. <laughs> and I just I've I've noticed that throughout the trailers that it's always stuck with me, and I just figured I'd take a note of it. Um Kratos is better than Chris Redfield at boulder punching. Uh there's an inside joke for people that have played Resident Evil, I want to say Resident Evil 5, where there is a fucking scene where a, I don't know, twenty ton boulder is about to fall on Chris Redfield. Or he has to punch it out of the way because it's in the way of a of a path. I forget. He punches a boulder one, two, three, and it destroys the boulder. A, a god, a, a a huge fucking like Buick sized boulder. He a human being punches and crushes. Hmm. Uh, Kratos does that in this game too, bitches. Except for he's a demigod. He's basically a god. 
uh, at the beginning when he's fighting Balder for the first time, and oh, he yeah. just walks by that fucking towering thing, and boom, boom, just punches a crack in it, uh, punches a chunk out of the boulder. I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, by the way, we'll talk about it in a minute when we just talk about the game as, 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 from start to finish. Dude, that Balder fight at the beginning? Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, man, who's this fucking, I don't recognize this person. He's got no shirt on and a bunch of tattoos. Oh, let me guess. You're the, ba- <laughs> you're the bad guy, right? This was me, Chris, uh, fucking 20 minutes of the game trying to be cynical. And then the fight happened, and I said, oh, my shit, this is awesome. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Uh, another note, shortcuts. Uh, for those that have played games like Bloodborne and uh, the, the Souls series in general, you will know that shortcuts are a thing. In Bloodborne, the sh- it, it, Bloodborne is shortcut porn. It is, let me go here, let me go over there. Uh, uh, le- hey, this ladder leads back to that world. Mm-hmm. This game has it. Not as many, but it does have it all over the place. And the more that the main hub world extends with what when the water lowers, it offers even more shortcuts that open up. So you you get shortcuts in this game. Uh uh Boy says, isn't that heavy question was a bit late. Um <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. He picked up something. And he, the boy asked him, isn't that heavy? And I'm like, dude, you were there when he picked up a fucking tree trunk. Mm-hmm. You were there when he's done all these heavy lifts. I think it was the first time that I seen him grab one of those blue crystals. He was like, isn't that heavy? And I was like, are you seriously <laughs> asking him that after all the shit you've seen him do? And have you have told me through narration, yeah, dad's always been pretty strong. He asked that when he was actually lifting something that made sense to ask it. And it was hilarious. The response was, Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Not yeah. no. Oh I'm my gonna God. Get, it's, I've got some yes. of those. Those are those are in my moments <laughs> section. But I've got some of them. Yeah. Oh man. There, this game is such a good mixture of drama and humor and awesomeness. Oh, so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Atreus stands in poison unaffected. I've already talked about that. Nope. Chest chests where Atreus stabs the lock. I like that. I don't I, get I, it, I, but it's interesting. But I don't understand why. Yeah, I don't know either. There wasn't a narration where it's like, okay, boy, there's going to be times where there's going to be locks that have this teeny tiny hole that only your dagger can go into. It wasn't that. I just walked up to a chest that was like, hmm. The first thing I thought was the way that it was colored and the way it was designed. I was like, that's a trap. I <laughs> I need to, and I kind of walked around the area and didn't find any way to unlock it. And I was like, well, fuck it. Let's just, let's just try it. And I mm-hmm. unlocked it. And here comes Atreus with his dagger and stabs it, twists it, and unlocks it. I was like, ah. That's 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 pretty cool. I like the way you opened that chest, boy. Um, reloaded a checkpoint just to do the execution properly. I've done this several times. I've also I've, I've mainly done it to get better pictures and better videos <laughs> for all the little snippets I've taken. But oh yeah, I, I've 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 went back through enemies and reloaded checkpoints just so I can do a different execution, or just so I I. I there was a prompt there, and I didn't do like the R three. I just killed mm-hmm. them accidentally. The first time, the second time, I killed something. I want to say one of the trolls. I think it was the second time I killed a troll. Uh, the R three prompt popped up, and I killed it off instead of doing it. And I was like, "Oh no! What if there's a second execution?" And you find out, unfortunately, there isn't. But it's still cool yeah. shit. Um, some chests open old school style. Okay, this is something from this is something for God of War people. I like this. 
there are quite a few ways that, that Kratos will open a chest. Sounds mm-hmm. like a s- simple, stupid thing, but people that play God of War know when Kratos opens a chest, he puts both hands on a lip and he goes and throws it up. He doesn't do that at the beginning of the game. He does that a few chests into. He finally will. He will do that every now and again. But when I saw that for the first time, I was like, awesome. He grunts and everything, just like the old school chest opening. Uh, he does other ones where he'll just put one hand up and pop it up. Yeah, he it's based on the type ones. of chest. Right, precisely. But the first time I saw the actual old school God of War chest opening animation, I was like, that's so stupid for me to want to like that, but I like that. What amused me was him punching through the ones. Oh, God. I'm like, is that really necessary? You open all the other ones and you're just going to punch through this one. Like to the shoulder, (laughs) it seemed like. Uh, Note, effect on Atreus' arrow when swapping. Have you noticed this? Whenever you... Yes. How the electricity will go around him or the... Yes. I like that. I like that. That may be even a detail thing, but I I just... Mm -hmm. I, I put a note, I like it. Even side quest voice acting is top notch. This is a this is such a plus for me. I, I there have been the little go, the little ghosts on the different islands. Mm-hmm. When I hear them talk, it's not like, "Hey, thanks for showing up here. You should go do this thing." If they if they if that ghost is sad, that you feel that in the voice acting. Mm-hmm. They treat every fucking character in this game that has actual dialogue with care and that is awesome that is yep. fucking awesome there isn't i i can't think of throwaway people in here i can think of ones that maybe i've forgotten but even when they were talking i'm like damn you put fucking quality into this here's another snippet example of how that is so awesome the first time when i fought the uh what are the fairy creatures called the nephilim Oh, the uh, Dark Elves? Yes, the Dark Elves. The first time that I fought a Dark Elf Lord, the his voice acting, I was getting distracted by the voice. You can't <laughs> understand the language of them, so I wasn't paying attention to his dialogue. But he says, they'll say this thing, they'll say, Nani Oom, whenever they go to attack you. But he doesn't repeat that same line every fucking time. There are times where he's flying backwards to get away from you, and he is trying to evade you, and his flight's a little off, and he goes, Nani, ooh! like he doesn't say it correctly. <laughs> he, say, he says it as if he's in duress. And then there's times where he's approaching you with his spear, and he doesn't go, Nani, ooh! he goes, Nani, ooh! like he puts, there's emotion into what these characters, these enemies are doing. It's mm-hmm. not just copy, paste, repeat with a higher pitch or a lower pitch. They act it out every way that they're going to come at you. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. That detail is incredible for me. Rage is not a save-the-day ability. I don't know how true that is for you and the difficulty you're in, but for me, it is definitely not true. In God of War 1 and 2 and 3, and especially for God of War 1, for me, the rage ability is a, I'm in shit's pickle, holy fuck, let me throw a rage on, fuck you, come at me, I have wiped the screen. I did this for the first two, three, four times in this game, and even now that it has been upgraded, this is not a get-out-of-jail-free card. I will turn it on, and I will sometimes take maybe a third of an enemy's life down. That's with full fucking rage Mm -hmm. and me spamming the attack button. Now, that's... uh... Go ahead. I use it as a heal, essentially. That's exactly what I <laughs> use it for. That's all I can do it for. Because I don't... Go ahead. It just... 
it, it'll take out, you know, small fries. But if there's a group of four, I'll take out one of them or something yeah. like that. It's I don't. Bad. Rem- I don't remember in the first God of the first three if it if it regenerates health, but in this one it does. If you have it on, and the more the more you attack, it'll slowly bit by bit give you some more health. But when I go against medium to heavy enemies, if I'm in like, oh man, I just I'm I oh, I'm gonna die. I I throw rage on and I bam 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 bam, and I've t- I've taken off like a portion. So it is not a if you. People are going to hate me for saying this because all I do is bring out God of War, but you've got to get good with these enemies. There's just no way around it. I was in a uh, trial recently where I was climbing the volcano of uh, whatever it was, the fire trial type area, Mm -hmm. and there was a trial where it was like, don't take any damage. Oh, God, I haven't even gone to that one yet. Atreus even tells you, he says... What do you think it is? And it wasn't for this level. I think he'll do this if you get stuck at any level. Uh, the game's really good at you're stuck in an area or something, and they they guide you. Uh, but I died like three or four times, and he goes, what do you think it is? Do you think we uh, – are we ready for this? Or do you mm-hmm. think maybe we should just come back later? Do you think we're ready for this? Or do you think maybe – what's the problem? Is it that we're not doing right, doing something right? Or do you think we just need more gear? He'll literally say that. And that's how this was. I, I kept thinking to myself, which I couldn't say to Atreus in the game, and I was like, boy, there's no getting better. I mean, there's no go get better gear. I cannot take damage. I have to perfectly dodge every single thing in this game and block every single thing for all of these enemies. Um, and Yeah, it's, 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 I, I like it. <laughs> I, I like the fact <laughs> that I have to get good. It's something I'm used to. Uh, uh that's a note. I think I made a note about that. Um, maybe it was a moment. I'm not sure. Oh, it was a quality of life thing. I'll get to it. Uh, okay. Last note for me, the flaw, the frost giant was holy shit huge. Uh, oh, yeah. A, a lot of these games have this problem, especially God of War 2 and 3 had this really big problem with me with they couldn't get, they couldn't fucking decide on a scale. Like they would show Kratos climbing on a Titan and, and he, Kratos would be as big as, I don't know, like the the fucking a third of the width of your pinky, like a pinky nail. Like that's how big Kratos would fit on a Titan. And then you'd see a cutscene where he's like crawling up his shoulder like it's nothing. Mm-hmm. The, so when they said, hey, we're going to this area where this giant frost, where this big frost giant is. And, then, you know, I'm thinking, OK, here we go. He's going to look huge. And it's probably going to be something where we got to it's going to be something stupid. Like we got to crawl into the giant and something. And it's not going to be to scale. You didn't crawl into the giant. But mm. when I saw him. The way that they did his story from the get-go period was awesome. But when I saw him and got to scale how big he was and then physically walked up to that area and still saw how big he was, I was like, that's how you do that. His fucking beard was as long as a as a boat. It was just, oh, I like the scale that they I like the scale that they did. And they kept they kept it all the way through that whole level too. Yeah, and it uh it's so big it's even <clears throat> a landmark on the map. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. Literally literally the giant land. <laughs> yeah, and the first time that I was doing one of the the one of the side quest areas and I went to the giant that was on the beach, the little not that he wasn't a huge giant, he was like a troll or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was I liked the like the detail of that. And there was a story around how he got oh, so much stuff in this game, so much details. Uh the next 
list stuff I want to go through is uh, quality of life. These are things that either through the God of War franchise or gaming as a whole, these are things where I'm like, that's that's a, that's a plus. That's a mm-hmm. that's a plus. A good quality of life thing that needs to happen right the fuck now is being able to tell how many hours I put into a game, but that <laughs> hasn't been addressed yet. When it does, maybe I'll add it to the list. Um, selling items. They have no other use in your journey. Chris, I'm going to say that one again so the audience heard that right. When you sell an item, a particular type of item, if you're curious of whether or not you should sell that, it tells you in the fucking description, they have no other use in your journey. The first time I had artifacts, the first, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going through the game. Dude, we're talking like 15 hours in this game, okay? Collecting all kind of shit, armor pieces, armor upgrades, materials, resources, artifacts, collecting all this shit. When I got to the sale sell menu, I didn't want to sell anything. I wanted to keep everything because I just didn't know. I didn't know if I could transmogrify something later into better materials. I didn't know mm-hmm. if something was going to be like, hey, man, you should have sold that because that's actually a very important ingredient to upgrading You know, the second best arm in the game. I didn't know. I went to the sale list and I'm like, you know what? I've got I'm I'm hoarding a lot of shit. I'm pretty powerful. Uh, I don't I don't need to really upgrade right now. Let me see if I can sell some stuff just to see. I went down to the artifacts list. I had I don't know 15, 20 different artifact items. Scroll to the first one and I'm like, okay, it's gonna give me the description about what this item is and it tells me in the item description, sell this because this does nothing for you in your journey. This is literally fucking currency we're giving you. Awesome. Thank you, game, for doing that. Every other game around God of War, please do that because I'm tired of hoarding items that I don't need and can sell for lots of money, and I'm Mm -hmm. so nervous that you're going to want me to use that item later. Whatever games you are, I'm looking at you. You know what you are. (laughs) Fuckers. Um, uh, Try failing an idea twice. Atreus says, well, that didn't work. Again, context clue in the game that hey that thing you're doing is not the solution to the puzzle or that's not where you need to be going he's done this several times and i love that uh i was at some area the first time i saw one of those crystal things and Mm -hmm. it wasn't the crystal it was the pedestal that those go on to and me being the gamer you know the fucking old Legend of Zelda Link to the Past, I'm going to fucking slam my sword up against the wall till I find out what the secret is. <laughs> I said, well, that is lit very brightly blue. That looks like that's going to do something. I don't know what it does. I took my hatchet, I took my axe out, and I threw it at the pedestal, and I drew it back. Nothing. Nothing happened. I said, okay, maybe I hit it. At- it looked like the angle was off. Let me try to put this thing dead in the middle of it. Through my axe, psh- Pull it back. Actor says, yeah, well, that didn't work. I was like, you little fucker, you. (laughs) You're letting me know in the game, without the game, pausing and pulling up a menu that goes, that's not the solution. Maybe you should go pull the blue lever on the wall over there. (sighs) Thank you, game, for in context, in the game, narrative, not in a badgering, belittling, stupid, fucking obvious way, telling me, hey, that's that's not going to work. Appreciate it. Um, I tossed an enemy over the side of a pit. The loop dropped by my side. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. What a duh thing to happen in a game. I was fighting in an area. 
I picked up an enemy. I had a grapple maneuver where it threw him off the side of the cliff. As soon as the enemy left my grip, as soon as I pressed the button that made me throw him, the loot immediately fell at my feet. Yep. Did not lose the item just because I flew him. Over, and that's happened every time. Every yep. time you throw an enemy or kill an enemy and they fly off the edge, the enemy, the loot drops right there on the edge so you don't lose it. Thank you for not wasting my time. Appreciate that. I like being rewarded for killing things. Yeah, I had a fight where my strategy was knocking off the enemies because otherwise I got overrun. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that was really helpful. Last quality of life for me, items persist seemingly seemingly forever. I made a note of this because this happened last night. I've been playing this game for days and days and days on end. One of the first areas I ever fought in, one of the little side quest areas, which you'll understand as you play the game, ladies and gentlemen, for those that are here in the spoiler territory, which, why are you here? But those that have played the game know what we're talking about. the Basically, the little ports outside of the main hub area. You can land, you can do all kind of side quest stuff. They have awesome story, side quest, narrative, all that stuff. Second area I ever went to, second port I ever went to, uh, boat port, killed some enemies, had full health, didn't need the full health, didn't need it, had no, had no use for it, left the health on the beach. Chris, I went there six fucking days later. That health was still there. Yep. That health was still in the same spot. These items, be they health, pickups, uh, extra things, artifacts, whatever. If you leave it, it'll be there. You don't have to worry about it. If you just forget it, it'll be there. If you see it later, you'll pick it up. If yeah. you're fighting brand new enemies because they like to do that too, you can go back to a place you've already been to and they'll spawn more or harder enemies. You may need that health. Hey, you didn't need it before. Mm -hmm. If you needed it now, it's there. You didn't need it then. Now you need it now. Here, there you go. It's there for you. Thank yeah, you, game. I will say that that's usually the case. I have run into a couple places where it didn't, but that might have been a glitch more than by design. Um, and on the side of artifacts, I don't know what the threshold is, but pretty much all of the drops from enemies, if you don't pick them up and leave, the shop will have them for you. Yep. In a shit I forgot section. Another quality of life thing I should have put on here. Thank you for doing it, Chris. <laughs> mm hmm um, let me see, uh, details. I'm going to get to that and then I'm going to roll in moments. Okay. Uh, details. I like to call these. Yeah. I like to call these. Hey, I noticed that when I say that I'm talking to the developers of this game, right? I am some way, somehow be an email. I may even hand write a note as crazy as this shit sounds. I want to write the creators of this game and say thank you for the shit you put into. Because I can, I can look at this game and go, my God, the fucking time you took to make this shit the way it is. It's incredible. This, is, this game is the level of detail that we want games to get into. Uh, and I, I saw details in this game where I went, I see that. I saw that. Didn't have to do that, but you did. And cool. Um, detail. He was carrying her. Okay, this is at the beginning of the game. Mm -hmm. This is so subtle. I don't know if you saw it, and I don't even know if it matters to you or for anybody else. But I saw this, and I went, that's fucking yes. So at the beginning of the game, the woman is dead. 
mm-hmm. already wrapped up. He's about to carry her outside to the pyre. If I pick my wife up and just straight walk through the door, my wife is, even though she's shorter than me, I can't walk through the door. I'm going to have to walk sideways. Otherwise, right. her head or her feet are going to hit the fucking door or the side of the door. Kratos did this, and he steps to the side and picked her leg up and then put it back down when he got outside. I almost, I almost fucking choked up when he did that. Because the game didn't pull a game thing where he glitched through a wall. Mm-hmm. Or they just skewed the perspective of where, look, he just he got through the wall, okay? No. Kratos' model walked to the side for a second and picked her leg up and went around. I was like, man, fucking yes. I love, I love that. Awesome. Um... The tracks in the mud that uh, Atreus made, they they left knee and footprints. There was a time, there was some scene where he was tracking something through the mud, and your footprints were there, his footprints were there, but there was a time where you knelt down and he knelt down, and they made bigger prints to show your knees were there, hmm. and they persisted. And I was like, yes, they weren't just the same fucking generic footprints. Right. Again, Time, detail, things where they just analyze these scenes and make this shit work. This has happened way too many times in the game. Um, there was a room with scrolls. Uh, I stomped a health item, and my stomping of the health item made some of the scrolls fall off the shelf. <laughs> awesome. Didn't have to do yeah. that. Didn't have to do that, but you did. Um, it also disrupts enemies, which is nice. Sure does. Uh, there was an area where giants had used had used uh trees to make fences and and crates, and all of the f- trees looked individual, individualistic. Uh, this was down in a tr- in an area where you had to uh find a way to get up through the mountain, and. Giants had used actual whole fucking trees with the branches clipped off to make crates, basically, where they kept boulders and shit. And all of the trees were individually detailed. It wasn't a copy-paste of of ten trees. It was like ten individually crafted trees. Just, again, time, detail work. Didn't have to, but they did. This is a story one right here, Chris. Okay. The scene... Where Atreus was brought back, where he was brought back to life, and Atreus apologizes, and he says, "He's I'm sorry I did that. It won't happen again. The moment I looked at Freya, her eyes darted to, to Atreus, and she went to put a hand out to him, and then retracted it back, because she knew it would happen again. If you weren't looking at Freya when that happened, you wouldn't have seen that. It was just a very subtle, her eyes moved to the side and then went back. Just detail. I saw that. <laughs> I like that. <sighs> Lastly, from my lists, thank you all for sticking with me so far <laughs> and for you too, Chris. I know it's, I know it's a trick for you too. Uh, awesome moments. This is just, these are story moments or mm-hmm. even in-game moments, mainly story ones where I'm like, wow, fuck, that was fuck. This is my gush time. This is gush mode activated for me. Right off the bat, he picked up a fucking tree trunk. Are you shitting me? Right at the beginning of the game. 
they let you know that Kratos is not to be fucked with because mm-hmm. he chops down a tree and him chopping down the tree was to symbolize something. It was also meant to do, which they explain like within the next five minutes of why the tree had a hand on it. Right. But he chops the fucking tree down. He's like, all right, boy, let's go and picks the fucking tree up. Mm-hmm. He just picks the, this fucking 17 ton tree, <laughs> oh, whatever. I'm like, all right, good. Now I know he's not. That tells you the person that's played God of War, if you're questioning, like, okay, is he retired? Did he lose his power? Right. You know, is he, is he, has he maybe because he's defected from the gods, maybe all his godhood power is taken away? And then within the first, first fucking minute of the game, nope, he's still a badass. Um, <laughs> said, you're going to go hunt deer. Where should I go? In the direction of deer. <laughs> yeah. 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 Me too. Laughed my ass off. That's he. His humor in this game hits so because of the fact he is so stoic. The mm-hmm. fact that he is so cold and stern and strong when he hits humor, it hits. And it it's hits usually like a, deadpan too. It's yeah. Him fucking telling stories that are supposed to be joking, and it's like, uh, and in actress is like, that's it. <laughs> yeah, the it's tortoise like, and the hair. Yes. It's like, oh, you're not man. very good at this, are you? <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. Um, so, at the beginning of the game, the story wants you to go one direction. And you, me, being the gamer I am, I automatically wandered off the path. <laughs> I was looking for artifacts. I was looking for anything. Mm-hmm. And Atreus is walking up ahead of me and he goes, hey, we need to go this way to go to the mountain. And I'm off to the side. And I hear him. Via sound direction, he's far away from me, so it's toned down. I hear him go, "Yeah, or oh, we can go that way," <laughs> and he <laughs> comes running to me. <laughs> oh man, um, the mo- the the moment when Atreus got fucking stabby when you took down that first troll, I was oh, like, yeah. "Whoa, boy! Okay, okay, this is gonna be something." He he obviously has something in him that Kratos has with him being fucking rage induced. Okay, yep, that's important rage. that I saw that. Yeah, and then when he doubled over because he was sick. Yeah, I was like, okay, this is good. This takes. This is important. This means something. Um, okay, I'm gonna try to explain this one. There was, there was a moment in the. I want to say it was the Niflheim, the elf area where Kratos had to go into a teleporter or had to go into something and was supposed to come out. And when Kratos was in there, he was having flashbacks of, of, of the woman and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, immediately, so he tells Atreus, he goes, hey, I'm going to go in here. I'm going to take care of this business. Defend yourself. And as soon as I can find this thing, I'm coming out and we're going to go. Which you find out after the fact, apparently he was in there for like an hour. And Atreus, being the little badass he is, apparently killed like 50 fucking elves while you're up. Nevertheless, that's not the cool. That is cool, but that's not the cool thing. Mm -hmm. The thing that got me was when you enter in this, you understand immediately you're having like, you're in like this dream state and you're having flashbacks. And you hear Atreus say, you have to come back, back, back. You left me alone, alone, alone. And immediately my mind is going, okay, somebody's playing a trick on him. Yeah. And he's thinking that Atreus is saying that about him going into this area. And he says, with him. You realize that's not what he was saying at all. 
this was some time where he was talking to his mother about mm-hmm. Kratos saying, you left me alone with him. And oh man, that was like, are wow, narrative fucking wrapping around blew my mind. Like this is the level of writing I'm getting in God of War. Mm-hmm. Oh, such a good moment. Yeah, the horse and the stag story, the the horde, the tortoise and the hare story. I love all of those. I love all of those moments where I'm in the boat and he's telling Atreus a story, and they're either they either work, or they don't, and they're funny. Or they, or they're sorrowful, or whatever. It passes the time, and it's good, like all of them. Um, there is a side quest where you're in an area, and uh, a a bandit or a robber or somebody, they're in the spirit of a ring. I think it was a, oh, yeah, a black dwarf. Yeah, he was, was an uh, alchemist. Yeah, okay. So it was a dwarf, dwarven alchemist, and he had his spirit in a ring. Mm-hmm. You go to this treasure chest, and the ring starts going off. The ring can apparently talk to Atreus, and Atreus is relaying information to you. And the ring starts going off before I open this chest, and he says, Father, the ring, the, the, the ring says that that, tre- that chest is trapped. You shouldn't open it. I opened it anyway. Mm-hmm. Got the treasure, and it was a good treasure. And he was like, the ring says he really hoped you went for that. <laughs> <laughs> he the the fucking ring was trying to trick you to not open it, but but I did it and it paid off. I was like, "What? Oh, come on, man." Um. Okay. Uh, Sindri says, "Okay, I need you to back away, and I need complete silence for this." He was going to upgrade my axe. He takes the hammer and like gingerly like bing, like hits it, and you get the mm-hmm. upgrade. And I was like the fuck was that for you little shit (laughs) (laughs) he just like gingerly just kind of hesitantly just uh, just hits hits your axe you get an upgrade i I love Sindri. i love both of those guys yeah i'm gonna save this one for last uh but moving on kratos's realization that atreus took to the truth well this was another story moment this is another narrative cinematic moment that was so fucking good in this game Kratos has been struggling this whole game up to this point. I'm not telling Atreus who he is. I'm not telling him who I am. I'm not bringing this revelation to him. I'm not going to say anything. You do not tell him this. You know this. You don't tell him this. If if anybody's going to tell him, it's me, and I'm not going to tell him. I've been building up the whole game up to this point to this thing. I'm scared. I don't want to tell him this because something is going to happen. It's mm-hmm. going to break him, destroy him, make him hate me. I don't know, but I'm not going to do it. Hours pass, hours pass, gameplay passes. And that moment when he finally tells him, you're a god. And he's got this look on his face like he. this is the most scared you've seen him in this game. Like, you could see it in the animation of his face. He is nervous about doing this. And there's a moment of silence, and Kratos is looking around. He doesn't, wanna, he doesn't look back at his son. He doesn't, he doesn't make eye contact yet. He just stands there and thinks about, okay, I just did it. I just did it. I told him. A minute goes by, and the boy goes, can I, can I turn into an animal? No, I have that written and down. The, <laughs> and his eyes get so big. And he slowly turns around and he goes, an animal? At that moment, when his eyes get really big and he realizes, 
it's not that bad at all. I should have I should have done this. I should have been told him this because look how he took it. Everything's fine, which of course you find out very soon. His fear was true mm-hmm. because he turns into a little shit. Oh yeah. And I didn't really care for Atreus in that four I or five did not hours. Either. But he he gets his comeuppance and it all pays off. But mm-hmm. that moment, that that is an emotionally gripping moment when that's this locked in time where he's like, I'm gonna tell him. I'm gonna tell him. I told him. And this the wide eyed, he took it. He took it fine. He took it totally cool. Awesome. I love that. Good moment. Yeah, talking about details, it, it was interesting. And it made it, it was kind of part of the annoyance in a good-natured way. Um, going into combat after that, doing the, you know, pressing the button for the arrow normally calls out whatever the rune is or whatever associated he with goes, the whatever. Um, he just goes, whatever. Oh, yeah. It's like you And he little. starts getting really fucking cocky like, oh, man, it gets easier by the moment. And, oh, it's just, they, they were nothing compared to me. I'm like, I know what you're doing, game. I don't like it. And, and there's a fight where you don't control him, essentially. Oh, yeah. He just takes off. Yeah. He fucking jumped the one thing where Kratos, you're walking in the room, and mm-hmm. he just fucking took off. And I'm like, what are you doing? And I looked at my health bar, my weapons, and everything. I'm like, I'm not ready for this fight. What are you doing? <laughs> um, And he actually takes mo- out the one in the room. Yeah. There was like, a moment. Okay. I, don't know if, I don't know if you caught this one. I mm-hmm. caught it. And any of this to you and the audience, I'm not calling anybody out. If you didn't pick these details up or you didn't see this, this, this is more stuff for you to just point out if you didn't or see if you agree or disagree. But anyway, uh, there was a moment where Atreus killed a troll and he walks away and he goes, puny troll. And I'm like, I know what that was a reference to. Because they, they just had a conversation about him being a god. And immediately after he was he said he was a god, he looked at the troll and went, puny troll. I was like, is that a puny god reference? The way he said it too was a puny god Avengers quote reference in my opinion. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's what I think it was. Um, Second to last, Atreus was warming his hands by the fires in hell. Uh, the hell area in this game is the the uh, scriptural type of hell that's like extremely frozen over. I'm fighting enemies, fighting enemies. I'm chilling out for a second. I turn around and Atreus is by the first fire, warming his hands. I was like, ah, that's cool. That's cool. All right, Chris, it's time to delve into this one. My last note, saving okay. this for last. This, no, this wasn't a moment that maybe wanted to tell you. Um, I almost wanted to post about this. The big reveal. I don't know if this is a big reveal for you, because again, remind me, you haven't played the trilogy, or you played a few of them or something. Remind the audience how you stand with the original trilogy. I believe I left off partway through two. Playing on the uh, PS3 release, re-release, whatever it was. That's where I left off at. So I don't have much background to it other than what little I remember. And that was a while ago. I'm trying to think because this is, this is, this is a very peculiar question for somebody like you. And maybe the, maybe the Mm -hmm. audience in general that doesn't have the full backstory of this game. It's not so much the story of this that got revealed. 
but this was this has for me been one of the coolest things in my video game life in a long time. I did not have this spoiled. My wife was asleep in the bedroom, so I could not do what I wanted to do, which was pump my fist in the air and scream and go, fuck yeah. Oh, dude, I was so happy. So excited when I saw this. All right. There comes a moment where Atreus falls. Kind of kind of poetic justice when it happens. This is when he's having this little God complex shit. He falls. Mm-hmm. He's going to die. He's dead, actually. He brings the body to Freya kicks the door open Freya help help the boy help the boy he's dying she's like look I can't do it but I know an item or something that can if you can go to hell blah 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 you can get this item blah blah blah. and she's like but you're not you're not gonna be able to do this with the way you are you need to be far more powerful Mm -hmm. or whatever and he looks down at his arms and he goes I need to go back I need to go back somewhere where I don't want to go back to and she's like it's to save your son so you need to do it Number one, the boat ride back to his house was so awesome. Everything was raining. It was dark. He kept having these flashbacks. Mm -hmm. The little music kicks in every now and again of the God of War series. Goes into the house, pulls open that fucking area where you hit Atreus in the beginning of the game. He pulls that fucking, that that towel, that, that blanket out and unfolds it. And there are the fucking blades of chaos. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no way. Uh-uh. They're not going to do it. I have played this game for 25, 30 fucking hours right now with this axe. <laughs> they, he has said over and over, he's pushed people away like, that is not me. You don't need to know about that past. That's nothing to do with me. I'm not going back to that. I won't do that. When he mm-hmm. pulled those fucking blades out, I was like, oh, no. No, 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 no. He's not going to do it. No, he's not going to do it. And he starts wrapping the fucking chains around his arms. I'm like, no, 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 no. He's, he's going to do it. And fucking uh, uh, Athena was there. Mm-hmm. And he was like, she's like, this is you. This has always been you. This will always be you. And he's like, the difference is now, is, uh, I don't, you don't control me. And he walks through. And as soon as the battle picked up and I could swing the chains around for the first time, I was like, oh, oh, yeah. Fuck yes. Oh, it was so fucking awesome. I did not know that was going to happen. I did not have that spoiled. There was no hint that that could happen. This game, from the production, from the the, uh, advertising, to word of mouth, what little bit I heard, there was every indication that, look, the God of War you know, that's not who this is. This is a old, rugged, tired, far away from Olympus god of war. You're not going to see the fucking chains. You may see a lot of blood, yeah, but that chains of Olympus shit's gone. Zeus, Mm. gone. Hades, gone. Ares, gone. Chains of Olympus are done. When those got popped out, the whole dramatic scenery around it was already good. But the first time I got to whip them fucking chains around, I was like, Yes. Fucking yes. The value of that game got fucking tripled with that moment. And it was even more so because I did not have it spoiled. It was awesome for me. And in that moment, I was like, this is fucking great. This is great. This this is fucking awesome. And had a great time. And still have a great time with it through my playthrough now. Mm -hmm. I have all my weapons upgraded as far as I can anyway. 
I'm still waiting on my next upgrade from my Chaos Blades. And then I can, I mean, I've got enough XP to unlock the shit that comes with them anyway. Oh, yeah. But, oh, man, such a great game. Such a, such a good game. Well worth the purchase. I'm having oh, yeah. a grand fucking time. And I'm close to the end. I'm not, it feels like I'm rushing the game. Not from my, my perspective, probably from everybody else's because I'm, probably close to the end but i'm not mm-hmm. rushing it because i want to beat the game i don't play games to beat them i'm playing for the experience i told my wife this one day uh, a couple days ago i put the, jokingly i put the controller down i said i'm gonna play this game no more she's like why i, said, I just want to play the game no more she's like why i said because it's gonna be over and she looked at me with that look but it's true <laughs> it's true this game is an experience the more and more you go into it even the fucking side quest areas are experienced there are things to experience in this game the game is experience and I've enjoyed it and I'm still enjoying it and it's gonna end I, I'll tell you this too mm-hmm. it, it was it was very curious going through this game I was getting nervous I was getting nervous probably about 30-ish hours into the game because maybe I just misunderstood how it was designed, but the gateway, I mean, it was very, that gateway is designed very, very video gamey. They bring you into this room and there's like nine different realms all laid out on this, this circular pattern. People who play this know what I'm talking about. I'm like, okay, this is the this is the length of the past thing right here. This is the Ocarina of Time thing here. This is the Dark Siders thing. This is the video game thing. You're gonna have to visit every single one of these realms. And immediately I was like, oh, I can't wait because I know they've put detail on every single one. You gotta visit every single realm one by one. Kill ultimate baddie, get ultimate thing, maybe some interstitiary story stuff here and there with Atris, whatever. But I'm gonna have to visit all these areas. Once I've got all the magical items, I go beat who knows, probably uh, 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 Thor or or uh, Odin and beat the game. Mm-hmm. After I left the elf area, I realized that's not the way the game works. Mm-hmm. The game has narrative driven on its own, and that area becomes. There are a couple areas you visit via main story, but most of it's side area, and apparently there are some areas that you can't access. Period. I'm assuming yeah. that's going to be DLC area, but but that's what I'm was, figuring as well. Yeah, but I was getting I was getting nervous. I was getting nervous as fuck because I was like, man, okay, well if if I don't visit all these, if these aren't eight huge, sprawling, gigantic areas, how short is this game? And then another 10 hours went by. And then another 10 hours went by. And then another 10 hours went by. And I stopped worrying about that. I have I have definitely got not only my cinematic experience from this game, my combat experience, uh, my gameplay. I've got it all from this game, and I'm not done with it yet. I don't want to beat this game because this game is gonna end. I don't know if I, I don't know if I want to go back through it on if there's a new game plus. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know what's gonna tell toward the ending of this game. But oh man, this is so rare for me because I have been anticipating this game and it mm-hmm. has blown my fucking expectations out of the water. This is this is fucking almost Breath of the Wild for me all over again. Nowhere near in length that I that right. I well, pff, I mean that I know anyway. But 
there, there's so many great design aspects to this game. This game is just made so well for me, and I've had so much fun. I'm glad you've been playing through it, too, and I'm definitely also glad that you were having a positive experience because I know I'm not crazy. It's not, it's not <laughs> just me. Um, yeah, I was. I had mixed feelings go into it because, like I said, I didn't finish the trilogy, and it didn't really stick out to me. Uh-huh. But this is certainly a different type of game and it's a better game. Mhm. It just it has so many great things about gaming as a whole in this. Uh again, I encourage anybody if if uh somehow you made it through this end of the episode, maybe you just tag in the end of the episode to hear us give an outro or whatever, but this is something I would recommend to anybody. I've already been blowing a few of my friends up on Facebook. Hey, do you own a PlayStation 4? No, that's okay. That's totally cool. Get some money together and buy one because this is a... I'll stand by that now before I've beaten the game. This is a console seller for me, hands down. If I have bought God of the PlayStation 4 and just got this game, sold. Definitely worth it. No, no, no problems at all. I also happen to have Persona 5 and Bloodborne. And a few other games, but mm-hmm. man, <sighs> feels good to finally fucking get to gush about this game. I've been wanting to, <laughs> the day that I messaged you, dude. Right then, mm-hmm. I was like, "Yeah, we're not. We're moving the. We're moving the topic up. This game's got to be talked about. This game's yeah. got to be gone over." And I know a lot of, at least from my list, a lot of things were just literally me listing off cool things, but it's it's. Aside from me doing like like an actual fucking review video with actual video that you could see firsthand, it's hard to explain what it's like just going through this game. It is a roller coaster of good to great to awesome to great to awesome to good. I mean, it just it's it puts it. it, it there are things that come up where I go, mm, I'm gonna be skeptical about this again. Like the Balder fight at the beginning of the game, I wrote him off as soon as I saw him. As soon as I saw Balder for the first time, I was like, "This is some fucking generic guy. He's pro- it's probably gonna be what? He's probably gonna be like some drunk, crazy guy that's mm-hmm. lost, and oh, he, he gets gets god power somehow, and then, oh, he's got all these tattoos. Look at how dumb he looks." And then the fight happened, and then kept happening, and then kept happening. Oh no, no, I don't know. Kratos punches a fucking mountainside and topples a stone stone statue on top of him. The dialogue between those two, the back and forth fighting, not just God punch you're down, God punch you're down, the actual fighting between the two. I'm like, okay, I am a, I'm just an asshole then because that's awesome. <laughs> um, just yeah. thinking if, again, if you're just a general don't like uh, escort shit, you're thinking, okay, I've got a fucking kid following me everywhere. This is going to be a pain in my ass. Oh, no. Oh, no. That boy helps you saves your ass, heals your ass, points shit out for you, and is invulnerable. It is awesome. Take your expectation. Gone. Yeah, I would have uh I would have restarted on a lower difficulty if he wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I think I'm good, Chris. What about you? Any parting words for God of War? Um one moment that you didn't talk about. How about fighting a dragon? Oh God, yes. Um, the again, this is up in my picture area. I've got like nine pictures just of that fight from all mm-hmm. the cinematography and everything. Awesome fights, 
the all of the fights in this game, I've been entertained. The executions, but yeah, the fucking dragon fight, and then later, uh, the when whenever you're uh, chasing Balder. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is another detail. Thanks for reminding me. Uh, when you're chasing Balder, you jump off the cliff, you land on a fucking dragon, an armored dragon that mm-hmm. apparently Balder flies around with. The yeah, fight wherever that came from. The fight on the dragon. Yeah, exactly. The fight on the dragon was awesome later in the game i don't know if you saw this but later in the game i went doing side questy shit i found where that dragon landed he actually knocks something over and there's a treasure underneath his head oh yeah i was and i i did i didn't like look i didn't look for this and i didn't see it in the background and went oh i'm gonna go to that i was walking through an area and came around a corner and went oh that's that fucking dragon (laughs) <laughs> that's the one that we fought on. And then it was an item. I was like, then that's an item. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, yes. The dragon fight. Whenever you kill him and he fucking lands with his mouth like in front of Kratos. Yeah. That per- So many fucking cinematic take a picture here shots in this game. And I ate every one of them up. I took pictures. I, I, I do what you want me to do, game. And I, I think they do a good job of making it feel like the scale it should be you're fighting a dragon this is a epic fight you know it's not just oh i'm gonna slash him with my sword a few times and i'm done it's not that simple yeah uh when you fucking land in his mouth and he just starts hacking away at the tongue and the Mm -hmm. roof of the mouth oh yeah all of these fights this is this is maybe something that may be a negative for some people um a lot of these fights are samey I have to you have to bring that up. I have to admit mm-hmm. that there are a lot of enemies and bosses or mid bosses, whatever, that are the same enemy, but a different recolor or a dip. Well, no, that's that's totally wrong. A different reskin. Yes. Um, like when you fight a troll for the first time, standard troll, brown, hairy, blah, 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 carries a tree trunk. You fight another one later. That's a flame one. And he's got flames around him and. He's got a lava-like blah, 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 blah. But the thing is, it, it took me, it's taken me a long time. And I don't even know if I actually am yet, but it's taken a long time for me to be like, all right, I'm kind of done seeing this for the 50th time. Because when he stabs a troll in the face and flings him down and then grabs the hatchet or grabs the blog in midair and pulls it down on top of him, I'm like, that's fucking awesome. And the way the camera is doing is is showcasing him the whole time is awesome. There aren't dull moments in his kills. Even the ones that are supposed to be dull are like, oh, God, that's that's gruesome. Or, oh, man, that's powerful. Yeah, I do wish there were more uh, kill sequences like that. Mm-hmm. Um, because seeing that same one over and over is very repetitive. Um, this is something they can push in the second one. You know, do the yeah. same thing. Take... I want I want gaming companies to take this game and go, here is your benchmark. This is the level of detail that you need to go into when making your game. This is the level of care you need to go into it because there is such authenticity and so many just their own moments in this game. And parts like that, or yeah, the, if you make a sequel... Take the same care. Don't rush another sequel out in two years for a cash grab. Take the same care. 
and give me like three animations per enemy. I'm good with three. Mm-hmm. If yeah. you want to make ten, great, but I'll take three. Yeah, I mean, you could just having an alternative even for the ones that don't show up that often like the uh, those guys do. Yeah. Just have it where, you know, you stab the thing through him instead or something instead of smashing mm-hmm. his head. Here's what you do. Here's what you do, Honey. Sony, you hire Chris and me. <laughs> and, man, look, we'll take half the pay of a designer and we'll just design fucking awesome kill executions. Sell them, sell them as DLC on the PlayStation Plus store. 99 cents per execution. You'll make millions. <laughs> That's free, Sony. You're welcome. One, uh, one other kind of funny moment. I wasn't sure if you had the same experience as me. The first time... And I wrote this down before I knew what it was called. And I wrote it down as Black Glowy Portal of Insta-Death. Oh, yes. Which the game tells you on the map, and I think in some dialogue later on maybe, they're called Realm Tears. Mm -hmm. The first time I opened one of those, (laughs) I, uh, I opened it. And in the blink of an eye, I was dead. I was like, okay. Yep reload checkpoint okay i'm gonna open it and i'm gonna roll backwards get a good sight you know what's going on all right two enemies oh okay two enemies sure i was quickly dead again yep and i was like hmm okay what's the gimmick here like all right so i reload i do one more time i'm like the gimmick is i shouldn't be here yet i'm gonna come (laughs) back later Exactly. You have just stumbled into the skeleton area of Dark Souls. Good, good job. Go away. Yeah. <laughs> that was how I felt when I felt when I fought my Wolver for the first time. Again, mine wasn't story based. It wasn't. Hey, there's a new enemy. I walked this area and they're like Wolvers, and I was like, "What the fuck is yeah. a Wolver?" And it psh, dead. I had the same experience. <laughs> um, another cool thing the 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 big ass heavily armored enemies. That when you Those see travelers. them, yeah, they're sitting down. What are they doing, Chris? They're sitting down, fucking sharpening a blade, mm-hmm. and you can just sit there at a distance and watch. They don't fucking care about you. They're just. Shh. I stood in the peripheral vision of one, and then later I stood in front of one, like I don't know, like thirty fucking Kratos links away. I just mm-hmm. stood there. He didn't look up. He didn't go. Urgh. He just stood, he just fucking sat down and was shing, shing, just sharpened his blade. I'm like, this fucking, he fucking thinks he's some shit, don't he? And I walk up to him and he stands up and I'm like, oh shit. And it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the armor I'm wearing. Last question before I, before I feel like we have to close. I, I don't want to, but I feel like, we, I feel like we've given, God of War, a pretty good send-off here. Mm-hmm. I feel like we've done a pretty good justice. We're still playing it, too, folks. So, I mean, next episode, we're going to talk more about it. Maybe It probably won't be in a whole, a whole episode. But um, last thing, I'm, I'm going to... Have you found any secret, hidden away, but very fucking powerful enemies? I know that's hard for you to say because you're on the hardest difficulty, but you'll know these enemies when you find them. They're floating oh. in midair, and they're they're just floating there, waiting for you to show up. Have you yeah, found, you found so you fought a Valkyrie, huh? Yeah. Oh yeah. I wouldn't call it a fight. I walked in and got killed. Yes. Yes. I that was worse than, worse than the 
Black Glory Portal of Incideth. I have fought two of them, and I have not succeeded at either one. Not yeah. even close. I burned through all of my cooldowns, which is crazy to say. We're talking about a God of War game. Well, mm-hmm. well I guess God of War did have uh, cooldown type things, but... They don't fucking play, and oh, no. they will kill you quick. Now, you want to talk about the enemies that will hit me basically one shot? They don't, but almost every normal hit brings me immediately down to, Father, you're looking fucked up. <laughs> oh, I get and, one shot. Everything yeah, one shot. And then me. I'm dead. So that's my challenge uh, soon. Not right now. I've gone as far as I want to go for upgrading. I'm going to push a little more through the story and... If there is some jump that's apparently right before the end of the game, that's probably when I'll backtrack and try to kill a couple yeah. of them. I, there, there, I'm assuming there's going to be some sort of gimmick for... I've only seen one. Um, I know according to the map, it says there's four, which I thought there were more than that, so I'm not sure how the others tie in. Yeah. Um, but I I don't know how I'm going to be able to do it, to be honest. Because yep. I this- hit it, and it literally did not move its health bar. Yep. It's going to be, I mean, this is more so for you, obviously, but I mean, mm-hmm. for me and anybody else playing on any difficulty, I, I feel like the Valkyries are the, nope, put up or shut up. This is good. Yeah. These enemies are the Dark Souls enemies. They are, they have multiple attack patterns. They have multiple ways of defending, multiple ways of attacking, and they have multiple strategies you need to use to kill them. You just need to get good. You just need to bang your head against them over and over and over until you get good at them. And I'll do it, just not right now. I want to go into the story more right now. So one other thing I, I said I had mentioned earlier and I forgot about it. The Because of the difficulty, <clears throat> the bosses tend to be pretty hard. Mm-hmm. And before we started today, I spent just under two hours playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, last night I left off in the middle of a boss fight. I actually left my console on so it wouldn't start on the first phase of the boss again. Because mm-hmm. if you if you die and reload, it starts you at the beginning of the phase you're on. Yeah. If you quit and reload, it loads you at the first phase. Right, right. <clears throat> so it took me long enough to get to the second phase of the boss. I think it's second, second or third, whatever. And I uh, spent... 30 minutes or so last night on it died. I was like, all right, you know what? It's getting late. I'm getting tired. I'll come back fresh. I spent another hour on that boss today or an hour of the two hours I spent got me through that phase. I'm on the next phase still. And I've put an hour into that phase. So, so far this boss, I have spent probably three hours on Jesus and I have not beat it yet. So it's rough. And this is what I think is the next story boss you haven't fought yet. Uh-huh. Um, I'm gonna yeah. say yes because I don't. But you know, I've I've up and down had have have had good and bad fights, so I I couldn't mm-hmm. tell you. But yeah. yeah, it's I mean it sucks, but you'll do it. Mm-hmm. And you know maybe next time you won't put it on the hardest difficulty. Maybe. Yeah. I want. I tell you what. Okay, I lied. God dang it! I keep lying. I've we've <laughs> one last, last, last thing. I want. Right. I'll do it for b- both of us in case you may have one. And if if what I'm saying has already been, you already know. Just don't spoil it. I'm gonna make one prediction for this game right now. Okay. And I'm doing it because I'm doing this off of video game knowledge, video game experience, and shit that games in the past have done. Mimir, the headless. Sh- 
guy that's he's basically the fucking comic relief now. The bodiless guy, you mean? Yes. Huh, yeah. yeah. He's going to be one of the he's going to turn out to be a, a bad guy. He's going to turn out hmm. to be a really really bad guy. There was even a moment where uh he where Kratos was actually this happened like yesterday. He was like, "Hey, why don't you uh, let the boy hold me for a while?" And Kratos was like, "Nah." And I was like, "That motherfucker's going to be bad." Yep. I've thought about, I thought this for a while. I, because they are really laying it on that he's kind of sort of a pretty good, really nice guy and he's extremely humorous and he's he's so like Hey, he's got some good lessons and good stories. He's the the kind of the good old grandpappy character of the game. Mm. He's going to kill something. He's gonna kill. He's gonna kill Atreus. I don't know. He's gonna do something bad. That's my prediction for this story. Uh, I'm gonna say I don't agree with you. I don't have any uh, future insight to base that on than uh-huh. you do. Um, I don't think so. I think. The conversation you're talking about where he's like, can, you know, the kid carry me? That's just because Kratos was being Kratos and it was yeah. getting, he, he's just being himself and it was annoying him or whatever. It wasn't anything more well, malicious. Well, no, 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 okay. Let me, let me, let me, let me specify that. I wasn't okay. meaning that Kratos knows he's bad or he thinks he's bad. I'm just, that was just painting the scene. Like, he, hey, why don't you let the kid hold me? Nah, I'm just... That was a part where I was like, if the story was going to go the way the story was supposed to go, if he gave him to him, he's going to kill him. He's going to kill him. He's going to kill that fucking kid. Yeah. I don't think so. I don't know what he's going to do. I feel it's going to be bad. If I'm wrong, cool, I'm wrong. But I, I think person. I think something bad is going to happen to him, to yeah. Mimir. But I don't think Mimir is going to do anything bad to Kratos or the boy. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, any predictions for you? or? Uh, no. I guess probably probably not much on your end without spoiling too because you're a little further than me. So. Yeah, I I would love to talk about the fight I'm on, but next week, next week, next week it is. All right, all right, folks, definitely long in this episode, but hey, it's our podcast. We can do what we want. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I had I I couldn't help it. Maybe if we shortened the intro areas a little more, but I don't care. This game deserves to be talked about and gushed about. I'm. I'm happy doing that. I feel great doing it. I I wanted I wanted to spend this much time talking about it. Uh, we'll we'll be playing this game the rest of this week. We may or may not have it beaten by next week. We'll probably have we're, we're going to have more discussion on it anyway. So mm-hmm. I hope um I hope we've for the spoiler free audience. I hope we gave them enough incentive to go try the game, buy the game, borrow it, fucking get a PlayStation Four. I don't care. I put that on me. Go get a PlayStation Four and play this game. If you are a genuine gamer and you like action games, this is console worthy. No, no, no questions asked. Uh, and if you've played the game already, I hope that we've uh, we've mentioned some moments or things that you enjoy mutually. Um, if they are, write us, write us, and let us know. Like, hey, I these are some things that I like to enjoy. In general, uh, guys and gals, uh, have you not played God of War yet? If not, why? What are your hangups on it? Uh, maybe aside from having a PlayStation Four, uh, and aside from maybe even having money. Like, if you just looked at the game and went, eh, nah, just why? What's up? Because this game is this game is good. This game is really. Really good. I don't know what hype train it's on right now with the media because again, I've I've even seen Giant Bomb on. They've talked about it for two podcasts now, and I've closed off every single one of them. I think Easy Allies has a whole entire spoiler review, backed away from it. 
I've not read or seen. I don't know where the game is in the world right now. I don't know if this is 11 out of 10s for the world or twos. I don't I don't know. I don't care. For me, this game is up there, way like way up there. Um, what are your thoughts on God of War right now? Have you played it yet or not? If you haven't, why not? If you have, what things, what are the many, many things you've enjoyed about it? What things haven't you enjoyed about it? What, what, what have you paid attention to? Uh, what would you like to discuss about God of War in general? Or oh, anything we talked about today, like D&D, Monster Hunter, if you want to. Sure, we're all about talking about anything, even from a past episode. Um, many ways you can, you can talk to us. You can find us on Facebook. Just look, search Facebook for end of time cast. That may be how you found us here today. Uh, we have an email. You can email us at end of at gmail.com. That's end of at gmail.com. No funny numbers in there. Just spell it as you heard it. We have a Twitter page. You can send us tweets if you want to, however you want to discuss anything I say game related, but for really anything, we're 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 open books here, and we love talking to audience. And again, at this early stage, you're pretty guaranteed to get mentioned and have your shit read on here. So let us know; we'd love to hear from you. That's gonna do it. I'm gonna hastily edit this thing and get, <laughs> maybe get a an hour or two of God of War in before I go to sleep. I will definitely be playing this game this weekend. That's for damn sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. Until next time, folks. I'm Michael. I'm Chris. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>